You're listening to the Oz TV Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network, coming to you today for our final episode of 2020, and it is our annual episode where we close out the year that was, this year of course being 2020. You are going to hear today a series of clips from our episodes this year, the moments that we thought were funny, mostly. Uh, I was going to say some of the moments we thought were emotional and were quite empowering, but let's be honest, they happen like 0.01% of the time, so 100% of these clips are clearly what we think are funny, and you might not think are funny, therefore you might be listening to this for the next couple hours going, shit, why did they include that? That's really not that funny. But you're going to enjoy some moments from some of our movie recap episodes, TV recap episodes, interviews, everything else. In between, it was a lot of fun putting this together as it is every single year and it's a lot of fun trying to remember those moments that we personally think stand out for the year in what is now our fourth full year as a podcast outside of when we used to be Survivor Oz. We're, we're nearly catching up, just to just to point this out, that maybe in a bit over a year, two years nearly, I, I need to do the math, I'm not very good at that, that we will actually have been in existence longer as a TV movie podcast, we would have been as a Survivor podcast. So for all those long-term listeners who have stuck with us since the Survivor Oz days, there's uh, food for thought that potentially we uh, are nearly going to be outliving our Survivor days. So there you go. I'm going to shut up. You're going to listen to the best bits of 2020 from the Oz Network. It is over to that right now. Have you met any Survivor contestants yourself? Um, I've gone to two know-it-alls in New York City, so I I actually didn't really care that much about talking to that many people. So, like, I was in the same room as a lot of people that I didn't talk to. Uh, the only two people I actually spoke to were Rob C. and Queen Mish Fitz. Queen who what now? <laughs> what? Queen Mish Fitz. Can you speak English for those of us who don't speak, Kristen? <laughs> Slower pronunciate. I know it's English. I think it's English. I'm just trying to make sure I'm speaking the right English here. Is this not her common nickname? I, I would tell you yes if I knew who you were talking about. If we know who it is. <laughs> So awkward. <laughs> Michelle Fitzgerald. Oh, of course. Oh, oh, oh Queen Mishnifit. Mich- <laughs> yes. Me, me and I were fit. just talking about Queen Schnitzel something or other <laughs> right before Mich- we were. <laughs> yeah. Mishfits. Right. That's, yep. Ah, oh, I loved her interview for all winners, Mishfits. She looked great. So we've actually found the one Mishfits fan out there. So that's great. I'm pretty sure there's another Mishfits fan on the line right now. Oh, um, is there We've a fourth person on here that I don't know about? <laughs> <laughs> is that you, Rossi? Are you a Mishfits yes. fan? Colin and I had too many arguments at the end of the Survivor Oz coverage about Michelle. Um, it's the only time Kristen and I have truly ever agreed on anything. Wow. Michelle, so. so you're sitting there the whole time that Kristen said, oh, and I got to meet Queen Mushnitznitznitz, that you're like, oh, her, I love her. 
Yeah, I know who she was talking about. You're just dumb. <laughs> this is perfect portrayal of relationships. We've we've all mm-hmm. been in relationships. Most of us, I don't think Noah has, but you know, whatever. Um, but hello, Noah, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Shit on Noah all of a sudden. <laughs> Nobody loves Noah. <laughs> if I can get in a relationship, Noah, what's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> ah, he won't listen to this one. There's no Koreans in this movie. Um, but, <laughs> um, yeah, like we all know having been in relationships except for Noah. Stop it. Um, <laughs> why I'm being so mean all of a sudden. I remember Ethan and Troy, like the original sort of ones. Mm-hmm. But geez, after that, I remember Riley. She had like cats or something or other, rabbits. One of the two. Yep, one of them. Um, that, that's really about it, I reckon. Like you said to me earlier off here, I did interviews with this person, this person. I was like, I have no idea who they <laughs> But okay, good job. <laughs> well done. Do you remember Colin? I remember, uh, he was from like what? Like... Somewhere else. Canada? You know? Oh, Nick was from New Zealand. Nick was I remember from New Zealand. Him. Yep. And then there was some other guy from, I was like, was he from Canada or something? That's that's Colin. You met, you you remember Cable? We yeah. all met up with Cable. We all hung out together. Oh, I remember that guy. Yeah, strange unit. Yeah. Strange unit. <laughs> um, I was a bit worried about meeting up with him, to be honest with you. Why, why is that? Because he's a cop. Um, <laughs> well, look, Still question that. I still really question that. Right. Okay. But anyway, um, who else? That, yeah, that'd be it to be honest. Um, geez, I don't know who else. There. there was some like Ukrainian woman or something who did like photos or something or other. Oh, um, Alina. Speak a word she of English. She's from Romania. Yeah. yeah close to Ukraine. Yeah, they're both in Europe. Part of the world. Yes. Yes. Yep. Jeez, um, <laughs> who else was there? I like this. Jared's there was a couple of weirdos, but like. <laughs> I couldn't remember some of them, to be honest. There was some guy who was into, like, dancing, wasn't there? Or something oh, Alex. Mr. Morella, he lives in your fine city. Oh, yeah, shows how much I know about him. <laughs> Kai, she lives yeah, in Melbourne. Yeah. I don't remember that. No, that doesn't ring a bell, to be honest. <laughs> Do you remember me? I remember you. That's yeah, good. Obviously. That's all I'd, you know. I'd be a bit worried if we didn't. I don't see why somebody who achieved that much success wouldn't have that, you know? Um, like, you know, I, I won't mention the name, uh, but I have an uncle who was in a very famous Canadian band, uh, and Neil Young? we stayed with, no, it's not Neil Young. <laughs> um, Brian Adams? stayed with him. <laughs> Continuing on, uh, the, I'll just let people believe it's Brian Adams. So my uncle, Brian Adams, anyways, <laughs> but my, <laughs> I love Brian Adams. Can we meet him when I'm there? See, that's, that's cooler than saying my uncle Chad Kroger. But anyways, no. it's not Chad Kroger. <laughs> uh, my uncle, when we were staying with him, you know, like it was removed from their success. It, it wasn't like, you know, oh, they hit rock bottom or whatever. You know, he just sort of left the band and moved on. But, you know, he had an office slash den slash guest bedroom. It kind of served as everything. And this is what it looked like. He had all of his platinum albums surrounding the room. He had his Juno Awards, his Grammy Awards, stuff like that. I mean, all of his awards. Wait, wait, wait! Were hang on, hang on. I need, room. I need to interrupt here. Are you legitimately be serious here that you have an uncle who's won Grammys and Junos? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm being 100% serious. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the story when we're off. I, I, know, anyway. I know your mum had, like, some connections. I know you've told me that. But, like, I need to... Yeah. This is this is big news, all right? You're rich. I need yeah. to be more of your friends. <laughs> my mom's connections were mostly due to the fact that my uncle was quite famous. But uh, Wow. But this is what his Wayne Gretzky? room looked like. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to keep interrupting you. I'm just like, the, the reveal all of a sudden, oh, yeah, my uncle's won Grammys and Juno. Okay. <laughs> I've known you for like, like seven up... years and this is just coming up now. I feel like this has actually come up in another episode because I thought we we did an episode which was dealing with like fame and I even mentioned like, oh, yeah, you know, if your family member's famous, it literally is just nothing, right? Like, oh, that's just my uncle, right? <laughs> <laughs> but... but... <laughs> Moving on, maybe. <laughs> Sorry, this is famous last words. This will be a short episode. <laughs> I need to do my job as a journalist here and get to the bottom of this. This is great. <laughs> Send in everyone listening to this right now. Email the Oz Network at hotmail.com and make a guess who Colin's famous uncle is. It's not Neil Young. It's not Brian Adams. Uh, who else could it be? William it's Shatner, Shatner, perhaps. Michael J. Fox. <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking of famous Canadians who aren't necessarily sick. Anyone in Rush? All the. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Michael J. Fox, all of his Grammy and Juno awards. <laughs> uh, the only famous, like, is, is Celine Dion, your uncle. Um, Mr. Dion. <laughs> you go. Alas, his heart said. will not go off, Mr. Dion. <laughs> oh, well, this is, this is great. I want a Grammy. Steal a Grammy for me. Get me one. <laughs> well, you might soon be living closer to them than I am. I'll just... Oh, that's me living in Victoria anyway. now. Oh, okay then. <laughs> Not in Victoria, but... <laughs> the songs themselves are so funny that even though I had to take a couple of breaks throughout watching this because, you know, I kind of live this, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, mature boy band life or whatever, where it's like, time to change a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> Shake that bottle good. <laughs> Shake that bottle good. <laughs> that's that's my life. So I had a couple Get of breaks throughout this. Get up, punks.com, Jamie. And... It's time to be with Colin. <laughs> you got a real man here. <laughs> Let's have a fight in the bedroom, or is it sex? <laughs> uh, the Leafs yeah, have lost again. The... the Leafs have lost again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right that's all i'm gonna say about that okay well i'm i'm, I'm glad that um you brought up that idea of states versus stakes i think that's a great idea future season potentially and finally we could get to see how well tasmanians would play this game when they bloody finally let one of us play the game hey uh, i just want uh, i just want daniel boone <laughs> david boone to come in uh, <laughs> yeah well, Daniel Boone's his younger Boone. brother. <laughs> no, Daniel Boone, Daniel Boone was uh, the fellow that beat the people in Texas, mate. But uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> well, I, I will say this. Yeah, I know. I, I'm, I'm just blowing your mind out. But you, you really are. I, well, I don't it, know what's going on I, right I now. Think, <laughs> Des, I think you've, con you've confused Harry because I'm pretty sure Harry's from Western Australia, from Perth, but uh, maybe he's flown down to Adelaide at some no, stage. I'm not no, sure. no, 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 Matt. There are so many people on this show that claim they're from Western Australia that actually are from Tasmania and all hooked in <laughs> with the same alliance. Uh, they keep moving there. 
Um, I'm not one of them. I hate that West End beer, and their water there is shit. Um, <laughs> Hello to all our Western Australians tonight beer. listening to the Oz Network. Uh, beautiful, beautiful country, that part of the, the and, country. And, and beautiful water. Beautiful water as well. Oh, what, no. what, a beer. what a great beer they have over there. No, West End Can, the is the shittiest beer you've ever had in Australia. But anyway. Uh, have you ever had Bogues, Des? Have you ever had Bogues? Uh, I'm, I'm not really keen on Johnny's of any kind. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> just just um, on a side note, just on a side note, you know I've been to 89 countries, but yet I've never been to Western Australia. So Des is talking it up. I think I've got to get to Western Australia right now. <laughs> Uh, I don't care about you bragging about how many, how many countries you've been to, mate. But anyway. Um, Matt, Matt, I'll also add, you say so you've been, been to Tasmania. When you've been to Launceston, that's not Tasmania, mate. Well, that's where my brother lived. What can Poor I do? Brother. Poor brother. Um, let's get to some listener questions. No, uh, you... but, 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 but let, Go, me, let me leave with this final thing. If you haven't kept... Played for Upper Cumber, Upper Cumber, oh, bloody hell. Upper Cumber, oh, bloody hell. There's a place outside ACT called Upper Cumber Cumberland. They have a football team. And if you haven't played for Upper Cumber Cumberland West, then you really haven't lived. And, and you know what, Dan? Forget these yeah. other two lunatics tonight. I've enjoyed talking to you. Oh, thanks, Dal. Des, Likewise. You what was the name of that team question. again, Des? What was the name of that team one more time, Des? Upper Carver Cumberland West. <laughs> what? You want me done. to say that again? Upper Carver Cumberland West. It's just down in the National Namaji Park, south of Canberra. Where they just got all burnt down. Upper Cumber Cumberland West. You want me to say it again? It's a tongue twister. Hey, Ben, can you say it? Uh, Upper Cumber Cumberland, the mighty mighty team up there. Upper upper... Cumber Cumberland West. Sorry, Upper Cumber Cumberland West. Get your shit together, Ben. No wonder you got your bloody... No wonder you got your series numbers wrong in Survivor, mate. Upper Cumber Cumberland West. Yeah, this ben. is why, this is why hey. the best, the first book club's the best Good club night. to be in. Ooh, my it's goodness! Upper Cumber Cumberland West. Upper Cumber Cumberland West. Yeah, you're on it. Upper Cumberland West. Upper Cumber Cumberland West. Best footy team. Done. You, you, can have, you can have only one league and you will still get to play in that team. Des, i uh, got a question here from Wesley. Were you contacted for All-Stars? I think you answered that before, but did you did you get a phone call? Did you get any contact about it? What? Did, did, you, get, <laughs> did you get contacted at all for All-Stars? Uh... uh... Do you want me to be honest? Of course I want you to be honest. Um, yeah, they ring. They did ring? Yeah. And what did you say? Did you say no? Is that why you're not out there? 
No, that wasn't the conversation. What was the conversation? Um, well, I can't say because I don't want uh, Dyson to be angry at me. <laughs> Dyson I, won't be angry at you. Dyson loves you. Yes, he, he's a policeman, mate. He has a lot of pull. <laughs> Like, Matt, Matt, tell, 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 tell Des right now that you want to I hear what they say. I call. want to hear that conversation with with um. So with does the Wesley. He asked the question. Hey, hey, hang on. Who's that other person talking? Des, it's me. I've been here I've the got whole Matt time. sucking on a lemony. <laughs> you look, looking at the microphone. I'll give you credit, Des. You are the most. You are one of the most memorable players from your season. Other person talking to me. That's Matt. He's also been here the whole time. He was from Australian Survivor season five. Oh, I've got. Hang on. My name's Ben. I host the Oz Network. Oh, and, and, hang and on this... a minute, I've got, I've got half a screen of Matt. Like, Des, Des, don't focus on the stops. visual. Focus on the audio. Focus on the sound coming out of my vocal cords right now. I want to know. I really want to know what happened on this phone call. You, you, you're keeping us in suspenders right now. Oh, man. Uh, you don't want to um, Are you there? I, I am absolutely here. Everyone is here on the edge of their seats right now, wanting to know how close we were to having your beautiful face on our screens again. Mate, you were nowhere near it. So what was the phone call there? Were they just trolling you? Was it just like, hi, this is Channel 10 Marketing. Would you like to take a quick survey for us? Oh, by the way, you're on Survivor. Oh, hello. <laughs> uh, no, I I think it sort of went, um, the phone rang and I rang, I don't know what I said before, but, uh, are you there? I, yeah, I am. We got to the phone, with the phone we, rang, so I'm guessing you answered it. We need to get me faster on the story, Des, before. Ring, 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 ring. Hello, this out. is Des. Hello, this is Channel 10. Where, where did it go from there? Oh, I've just, I've just got this like bright air gear like with. <laughs> I, I um, really, like, is, is that your phone? You answered it. It's bright because Channel Ten's called you. Yes, uh, I've got a bright egghead on my screen. It looks like it's hard boiled. Um, <laughs> oh, it's Matt Dyson. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um yes. What? Come on, Des. Okay, Channel 10 uh, called you, <laughs> and you answered yeah, the phone, um, um, and, um, and they um, asked you. Um, is that uh, is that Jane? Yep, yep, it's me. <laughs> I've been here the whole night. <laughs> oh, you look different. Like, <laughs> I look you... the same. <laughs> I can no, confirm Jane like looks the same. Little, these little white earmuffs on each side of your head. Um, but anyway, yes. anyway, so Channel 10 called you? Yes. Channel 10 called Channel you, Des. Channel 10 called me? Yep. Yes. Channel 10 and what did the, call me. And what and, did you say? Uh, I missed the call. Oh. 
Oh, play duck. So they left a voice wow. message. Uh, well, uh, somebody called me and said, oh, this is Amelia. Um, can you call me back? But I changed my mobile number. Are you there, still there? Yeah, well, we, we are. We, we're waiting. We, yes, oh, we're you are. absolutely yes. listening. Okay. Yes. So uh, somebody called me. They said, oh, hi, it's Amelia. Can you give me a call back? And I changed my mobile phone number. And after I got that call, I rang up this girl that I used to date in Canberra about 22 years ago. <laughs> and I said to her, what? Okay, yeah. You, what did you say to her? I said, uh, how are you going? She said, oh, I've broken up with my husband. And uh, I said, listen, I've been married 42 years. I'm not really like interested in another relationship and she said okay then so i didn't talk to her again so it wasn't amelia from channel 10 <laughs> i've got no idea so so we we just waited so, 10 minutes to answer the question about channel 10 and it was amelia from up up and couple and land no no Amelia, Amelia come from uh, uh, Western Creek in Warramanga. Uh, oh, of course. Oh, that Amelia. Oh, Noah. Yeah. No, I never, I never, da- I never dated an Amelia from Upper Cup of Cumberland West, mate. Okay, so I knew Amelia this from Amelia from the, when the I was a young fella. The producer did not call you. Well, I don't know. <laughs> But can I just say, if this isn't worth worth being the first boot to be in this club, I'm I'm not here. This is the best club and the only club I ever want to be involved in. This, I have I have I have done thousands of episodes of radio and podcasts in my life, and I I don't know if I've ever sat through one like this before because I don't know what is going on right now. I have sat here for ten minutes trying to. Listen to this story of how Amelia's called him, and it's Amelia from from twenty two years ago. No, relationship. It's 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 Amelia from um, out in the horse paddocks in Warramanga in Canberra, where I used to go out and drink my apple wine and sit down the creek, listen to Indigata Davida and. Like, she used to go to a Catholic school. We used to like them Catholic school girls. We'd but sit Des, down at the bottom of the creek. Des, they would the come question, and ride their horses and talk to us. Des, um, the question was, were you asked to be back on the season on All Stars? Did you get a uh, phone no. call? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. There we, so, there okay. we go. So, Ten minutes later. Uh, <laughs> I'm, wow. I'm sorry. Be more specific with your questions. God, Wesley. Can I just say, if this isn't making the the top top ten for uh, the Oz Network in 2020, I'm not here. This is this is best of solidified. The problem with that is 
you'll only get 500 hits and Ben will have done 489 of them. <laughs> Mate, there's a lot of editing involved in this episode, all right? It's currently one o'clock in the morning here, all right? I'm already having a late night. Um, thanks, Wesley, hey, for, hey, hey, for hey, your hey, simple hey, question. Ben, <laughs> ben, I just want to say one thing, mate. I'm glad that you... I'm glad that you were looking so fit, mate. That must be good for your health. It, I, 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 I think so. This interview, not so much. But, um, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> you, you win some, you lose some. What was your reaction to the famous Reem Wardog fight on Edge, having been there to witness it? <laughs> oh, I cannot tell you. I can't put into words how... <laughs> epic that night was because as all survivor fans know not that you know a 15 10 minute conversation doesn't make the air 10 minutes worth of it doesn't make the air and that thing was hilarious <laughs> especially knowing literally the day that i got to the edge of extinction reem had formulated what she was going to say when war dog stepped foot on the edge of extinction and she managed to she managed to wait and her plan execute her plan and same fact she had said she would from the day that she got voted out wow so every single day she literally was like you know what i'm gonna tell war dog i'm gonna say listen up bro this is my island this is my spot Water's over there, oil's over here, I'm oil, you're water, go fuck yourself. Like, like literally, that's how it was for days. And then it got closer to it and got closer to it. And we're like, Ram, are you going to say that to War Dog? Are you really going to say that to War Dog? She's like, I don't know. I, maybe I should forgive him. It's been a long time uh, coming. You know, maybe I should forgive him. And then and then, uh, and then, then Eric shows up and he's like, I really don't think you should say that. She's like, You're right. I'm gonna turn the other cheek, and then and then Mordor walks onto the beach and just she blows up at him, and it was so funny, and everyone was just like, "Wow, this is entertainment for the rest of the week." Yeah. And it was, uh, you know, it was actually, yeah, it was actually me who ended up speaking up. I was just like, "Guys, chill out. Like, it is fine. Like, we are tired. We need to go to sleep." And uh, and we ended up we ended up passing out, and, and Eric was disappointed that Reem didn't heed his his words of peace. No. But it, it it made for some incredible entertainment. Wow, jeez, you needed some popcorn there; would have made it perfect. <laughs> oh, we had coconut popcorn. We actually had popped it before he got there. We had made sure that we would have coconut popcorn for his arrival because something was fireworks were about to go off. After everybody goes to bed, we get. This back and forth uh, scene where uh, you're you're not seeing the faces right away, but you can clearly tell it's supposed to be Bouchard and uh, the the sister, and uh, they're getting it on. And then somebody's broken into the house, and there's a fight scene with Ward and this guy breaking into the house, and it just goes back and forth. And again, you don't see the face of the guy breaking in. And I remember the first time I saw this. Um... <laughs> Because we think Mustacha is dead. That's what the reveal here is. The guy who's fighting with Ward is Mustacha. Uh, but because this is just going back and forth with the editing, like you have a fight scene and then you have a sex scene and they're taking place at the exact same time. And then when they have the reveal that it's actually Mustacha, because they were only very discreetly showing the sex scene, you you could if you're looking closely, you could see that it was Bouchard and, and the ant. Uh, I remember thinking like, is this guy, I, I wasn't sure if that was a sex scene or not. Like, 
is the sister having sex with the mustache? <laughs> wait, 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 hang on. Thought... You weren't you weren't sure if this was a sex scene or not. I wasn't sure. Yeah, um, I thought. In how? Fact, I wasn't. Sure. <laughs> I thought maybe the. I thought maybe the fight scene was the sex scene, and that the sex scene was the fight scene. That's why. So the son enters the room and joins in in the sex scene. <laughs> Meanwhile, the woman revealing her breasts is actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fight. <laughs> you really don't know sex, do you? Uh... <laughs> Can we get Jamie on the line here to but... find out again how you had three children? I just, I'm confused. You don't. You don't know how you get stoned from smoke, and now all of a sudden you're like. <laughs> So there was a naked woman, but were they having sex? I don't know. The son walked in and just, I, I, I got confused. confused. Think about how confused I am. <laughs> I mean, you've been confused for a long time, my friend. Again, you've got children. <laughs> you've had sex at least twice in your life, Colin Hildy. I just don't know if you knew how it worked. <laughs> this joke died about two years ago, but I think we need to bring it up again. It's all been about Noah not getting dates, but I mean, I'm sure Noah knows where to put it in the other part and distinguishes between you know that bit in parasite when he starts like feeling a breast that that was them having sex you know that right <laughs> i thought it's a fight scene <laughs> Bruh. clearly can you imagine like mine mine and jamie's wedding night she's like, okay colin it's sex time now and i just put her in a headlock colin what are you doing <laughs> you know in titanic when they're in the car and it's all steamy and they're naked that they oh, had sex best fight scene ever <laughs> Um, have you seen Fifty Shades of Grey? Uh, <laughs> Very violent movie. <laughs> you'd, you'd be flicking cable channel to the adult channel like, oh, look at these people. They're all fighting. Look at them all. I, I've never seen a porno in my life except for the John Wick trilogy. That's all I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> and everything on Jamie's computer. What's this, menhunks.com? Nothing, nothing. Why are they not wearing pants as well as shirts? Nothing, they're fighting, Colin, they're fighting. <laughs> so she's brainwashed you. She's legit. She literally, like, on, on, on Valentine's Day, Colin, you want to fight? <laughs> <laughs> and when we did conceive our children, I'm like, one of us is going to jail for domestic violence. <laughs> that was just terrible. It's okay, you did the right thing. Have a lollipop and don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Mummy's pregnant now. <laughs> but back to what I was meaning to say, because we have a sex scene and a fight scene literally happening at the same time, <laughs> and they have the same you know, lighting and everything, they're happening literally in the same house, or I guess they're not supposed to be the same house, but... Uh, it looks like it's the same environment and everything. You can't tell which one is which half the time, especially because it's a very violent sex scene. I just, I'm just digging my own grave. <laughs> I like, I'm usually the one who doesn't pick up on like, you know, stylish things that they're trying to do in movies. I mean, apparently, I didn't get Parasite, but here I am, clearly able to witness two people having intercourse while two other people are having a fight. I can see the difference. I mean, there's also a bald man who's a bit uptight from Ontario mixed with two other people who one's from French. And then literally, so there's this scene where she's naked and riding him and she's like, free Quebecois, free Quebecois. That's not a fight. She's having fun in sex. <laughs> in sex, Colin, sex. Wow. Uh, we're going to have to recap a bunch of our movies over again because I just got a whole new perspective on all of Arnold Schwarzenegger's filmography. <laughs> we need to have, like, just the adult month featuring Eyes Wide Shut, Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Colin's going to be so confused. 
<laughs> action month with eyes wide shut. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say again <laughs> is that the reveal of who's having sex and who's in the fight scene happens literally at the same time. So when all of a sudden you're seeing a guy pin somebody against the wall and then you see a guy pin a woman against a wall and then you see the woman pin a guy against the wall and you see the other guy pin a guy against the wall and then they take off the mask and they reveal Mustacha, I thought the first time I saw this that the sister was having sex. I, I don't I don't understand. <laughs> okay. I hope people get what I'm saying here. I, I don't understand how you made it through 24 Bond films and we counted intimate encounters. Every single time we did one of those movies, you're probably going, wait, what do you mean they had sex? That was a fight. Now we know why the count was so off, okay? And then, and then, like, when we watched The Room with, like, the most awkward sex scenes in the world, you just think that Tommy Wiseau is just having, like, a ma- you know, he's punching up on, <laughs> you know, just having a fight all the time. I'm going to hope that people understand what I'm saying because I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The whole episode with the Buried Alive stuff, there were so many things wrong with so many of those, you know, mini challenges or whatever that each individual person had that I just feel like that was the wrong one to kind of dwell on that. Maybe it should have been something that the audience would, would get a little bit more. I know it's a cartoon, but you know, you can breathe in there. It's not like you were dying. If she had actually died and her heart had stopped, or let's say she had a heart attack out of fear, it might make more sense. But to me, every single time they brought up, I'm like, is that really this big of a deal that it's drawn out over three, four episodes already? I love that if Gwen had died, it was okay for her to be mad yes. at Trent. <laughs> died and then revived. I'll, <laughs> I'll correct myself there. You killed me. I am so mad at you. <laughs> I stand corrected, Josh. <laughs> and Rossi's speechless. <laughs> Has uh, Rossi been buried alive at this point? <laughs> Rossi, Rossi, are you there? You know, Rossi's been buried alive, and we're going to be hearing about this for four or five weeks. I guarantee it, people. You'll hear about this again when we bring it back up uh, <laughs> on the finale recap. Or he'll just forget about it and forgive us off air. Solution to the storyline. <laughs> what? Are, are you here now? <laughs> <laughs> you saw it. When I, I said what I said. <laughs> What I miss. <laughs> <laughs> we we just uh, had you buried alive and holding a grudge against us. Oh, I died. Yeah, <laughs> you did. That's totally. I, I, that means I reserved the right to be mad at both of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not dead, but I'm still mad. <laughs> Our Schwarzenegger are coming into the the auction, uh, the on loan auction or whatever it is. Cool party. <laughs> They just wrote a regular script and Arnold was like, I think it would be very clever if I just work words like cold and freeze and cool into everything. They're like, sure, we're paying $25 million, do whatever you want. So this this is, you know what I've just realized? If Arnold Schwarzenegger was Jinx in Die Another Day, you would appreciate it more because he would deliver the lines better. Your mama. He doesn't wait around for the boom. You know, he doesn't have that stupid grin on his face waiting for the reaction. Think I got the uh, thrust of it. <laughs> Looks like we're going down together. <laughs> Ornithologist, now that's a mouthful. <laughs> I'm choking. This is so good. <laughs> I want to see Arnold Schwarzenegger emerging from the water in an orange bikini. 
I'm good, even when I'm bad. When I'm bad. <laughs> Read this, bitch. <laughs> wow, now there's a mouthful. <laughs> We're on the same side. <laughs> Underneath the mango. Oh, wrong, wrong movie. Wrong movie. <laughs> He would make it see, better. I, I, I would watch. I would pay good money to see Arnold Schwarzenegger and Pierce Brosnan have sex. That, that I'm not afraid of it. I would see Arnold Schwarzenegger pull a fruit from somewhere that doesn't make sense in a knife. Pierce Brosnan fiddling with the diamonds and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Put it in again. No, take it out. Put it in. Oh. Oh. Please let's make that happen. No, it really is. And it's it's funny because even though I started off saying this, I'm going to control your emotions. I'm going to manipulate your mind, but I'm going to have a great time doing it. I still do that daily, Ben. I love it. <laughs> I, I mean, I love selling. I love closing. The art of the deal is my passion. It's what I live by. But it's still to this day, even at the big 5-0. Yeah, that's right. This this right here, Ben, is big 5-0. I don't believe it, Brian. I don't I, believe it. Um, I still work out three days a week. I still do my 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups. I'm ready. I'm ready. You just, so, I mean, I yeah. have to say, with, I mean, just continuing the suck-up on this entire interview, I mean, you really do not look a, a day over, you know, 40. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I you, like you do not look like you've aged a day since you won. So, come well, on, it's, CBS. It's, again, us, us men, it's water intake, fruit, and, of course, eye cream. Eye cream is incredibly important. And when you put, put on your eye cream, you're going up this way. And you're going up that way. Why? Because you're going against gravity. <laughs> but men must realize that you, Ben, I'm telling you, moisturize. Aloe, I moisturize daily. Wow. It's important. I just need to point out that in all my life did I ever think that I would be sitting here on a podcast getting uh, moisturizing advice from Brian Heideck. But hey, <laughs> I, I weirdly want to moisturize now. Thank you. Water intake is important too. <laughs> <laughs> Any other any other routines here that we should know about? <laughs> That's it. That's it. Well, here's here's another thing. Let's let's just start on Dennis Quaid, who Dennis again, Quaid. what a man, but what a terrible human being in this movie, because he gives no predictions whatsoever. He's like, you know what? If we don't do something drastic, the world's gonna end. When I don't know, a hundred years, a thousand years. Great. So we got a one thousand or nine hundred year margin there, and then it literally happens in days. Like you are the world's worst scientist. If you showed your work, right. maybe if you showed your work, we would have yes. narrowed that down to a couple. Weeks. That's the problem. There, there we go. You have just discovered the reason why millions upon millions of people die yeah. in this movie, right? If he, the global climate change conference black tie event in New Delhi, had have had a board where he explained his theories. People yeah. would have believed him. But instead, no, this is why he's siding with puppy Jake Gyllenhaal because this is what he does himself. He just he skates through life and just takes the easy <laughs> route, all this kind of stuff. That's that's where you fail, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid, like, I mean, in all of these disaster movies, you've got to have the one that you don't believe. But at least they've generally, like, let's be honest, Dustin Hoffman at least kind of had proof and evidence yeah. in some weird way to show what was happening. Here, he spent Dennis half. He spends half of Outbreak just trying to find the proof. Dennis Quaid's like, just take my word for it. He I've read Rapson, call. Rapson. I know what I'm talking about. 
He literally, like, okay, all they do in this movie... Again, I'm so sorry that we're ripping into this movie. I do love this movie. Like, he goes to a... He saves his ice cores, right? He he lectures people in New Delhi. He gets a phone call because a couple of buoys went haywire. He speaks to a NASA scientist who agrees with him. He yells at the vice president. And then by the time all this is connected, he gets another phone call where he's told to just simply pray... And then by then, he's like, fuck it. I better go rescue my son in New York. That's all he does in this movie, Dennis Dennis Quaid. I love you, but no wonder Russell Crowe slept with Meg Ryan because Russell (laughs) Crowe was Maximus, all right? He at least did shit to try and get himself out of bad situations. You just take phone calls and yell at vice presidents. He showed his work to Meg Ryan. That's why you lost the death weight. <laughs> Russell Crowe shows his work. He does. He, he gives, like, big speeches. He's like, I'm father to a murdered son, father, husband to a murdered... Like, he's proving why he's pissed off at Joaquin yeah. Phoenix. You would have just stood in that arena and gone, Dennis Quaid, what can we do? We're basically going from Dennis Quaid, what a man, to Dennis Quaid, what a dick. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Dennis Quaid, I love you, man. Oh, Jamie but... just yelled from outside the room, hey, don't you talk bad about Dennis Quaid. <laughs> well, I've got to talk bad about Dennis Quaid because let's be honest, you're a great person, Dennis Quaid. You're a sexy man. You're fantastic. But I'm sorry. You deserve to have Russell Crowe fuck your wife. <laughs> Show your work next time, Dennis. Show your work, all right? <laughs> Russell Crowe walked onto that set with Meg Ryan. It's like, sup, Meg Ryan? I'm, I'm you know, uh, Russell Crowe. Meg Ryan went, yeah, you're in that really bad, bad 30-foot oh, foot of grunt. Like, you're a bad singer. You know, are you Australian? You're, I don't know. Russell Crowe smirked and smiled at Meg Ryan, pulled out a copy of Gladiator and just held it up and <laughs> said, my work, Show my, here's my work. Here it is. And Meg Ryan was like, Took her pants off. They had sex. Rest is history. But but let's not forget Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. He <laughs> Dennis ended up Quaid. with Nate Russo in your mind and ours. So true. He true. learned from well, That's that's a trick. Yeah, that's very true. But then having like, you know, again Russell Crowe, bad singer. You know, but <laughs> Dennis Quaid has Randy Quaid as a brother. So yeah. you know, like Meg, well, see, Meg Ryan probably. That's why he doesn't show his work anymore. Yeah, first, like he's trying to pick up women, and it's like, oh, can you show me a little bit of your resume? Well, here's a picture of my family. They're like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so make me come along. Show me a picture of your family. It's like, mm, I'd rather not. Just take my word for it. My brother is hot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my lord. Um, oh. God, have, has Dennis Quaid and Russell Crowe ever done a movie together? I'm going to think not. Let's go to the Oracle of Bacon. I'll find this out. <laughs> I need I need uh, to get this connection. Um, <laughs> uh, let me. I'll continue with the movie here for a second. Please do get us back on track. <laughs> the one I'm really excited for is Chiwetel Ejiofor. Uh, oh yes, he's so good. Like oh, one of my absolute favorite actors. And I think this was like I had seen him in one other movie prior to this, but this was like oh, I want this guy in like every movie from now until the end of eternity. And and I will between now and next week try to learn how to pronounce his name. <laughs> I'm still trying to learn Fukunagawa. <laughs> so Chia Tua Ifanugawa. Chia Tua for. Chi oh if, I want to go Ifanugawa. Who's that? Um, Chila <laughs> Chila Tua. What's his last name? Chiwatel. Chiwatel. A Gia for. 
A G a G Chiatel a G of four. Isn't that the things that were killing people in this movie? It was a yes. bad case of Chiatel a G of four. A G a G of are we? Nagawa. I seriously want to say his name. Like between now and next week, Chiatel 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 a G of four. A Chiatel a Chiatel a Chiatel a Chiatel a Chiatel a Chiatel Say his name, say his name, B.D. Wong. Rihanna, she plays the, the girl who gets killed in the shower, the, who you think is the main character in the Psycho movie. Uh, yeah, uh, and they're having an affair. So, I mean, he turned out all right. So, um... you're, you're weirdly into Rihanna. I like I, I tagged you is in that, that weird album. to be into Rihanna? No, well, I mean, no, but like you're somebody who doesn't, I don't picture you liking that type of music. You bagged me out for liking Madonna. You know, I mean, we. But we funny enough, I debated. Stuff. I debated putting a Rihanna album on that thing, the that that musical challenge yeah. thing. I love Rihanna. I mean, again, I may love her, you know, because her videos make me appreciate the music more. But <laughs> Rihanna, good job, and and not that bad in uh, Bates Motel also. Uh, but uh, yeah, here he's not a very good actor. Here, let's be honest. Uh, right. And I, but I just like. <laughs> Shut up about Rihanna. <laughs> you just I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Madonna, better actor than Rihanna. Oh, you get out right now. This podcast Never. is over. Madonna you know, is a Golden act- Globe winner for Best Dramatic Actress. What has Rihanna ever won? <laughs> Golden Razzie for Battleship? <laughs> Madonna's won every Razzie she's ever been nominated for. Anyway, this is now turning into Madonna versus Rihanna. Three? You are losing, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Who's more successful? Who? Rihanna. Who, no, she's not. Madonna was like, she's. Oh, Doesn't don't get Rihanna me st- have like the second, the record only second to the Beatles for the most number one singles in history? No, you, I, I will bring up the comparisons between the two, my friend. And Madonna <laughs> kicks her little Bahamian ass. Uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna have a bonus show here. <laughs> uh, and she's not Bahamian. She's from Barbados, Ben. Well, Here's where the line is. Well, I whatever. was wrong, right? Whatever, right? Here we go. Um, Rihanna. Madonna, Madonna has sold between 300 and 275 million albums. Rihanna's only sold 250 million albums. So suck She's it, Rihanna. She's also been around about 50 years less, okay? There's a difference. Rihanna, well, female artist with most U.S. number one singles in one year, most consecutive U.K. number one singles, best-selling digital artist in the U.S., most consecutive weeks on U.K. singles charts, most digital number one singles in the U.S., uh, most liked person on Facebook. Is that it? You, you, you got more? Because I, All right, let's go here. Most successful female solo artist, best-selling female recording artist, best-selling album by a woman, most Remax act, largest environmental fundraising event, best-selling remix album by a female artist, best-selling compilation album by a solo artist, biggest-selling album of the 1980s, most expensive music video by a female, most costume changes in a film, best-selling video single of all time, song topping charts in most countries, album topping charts in most countries, longest stay at number one in European top 100 charts, most number one singles in European top 100. I can go on. This is a long list. I love it. <laughs> most expensive music video is an accomplishment. It is. Most... Waterworld's the most expensive movie, Ben. <laughs> and, and what music video is that? Die another day. <laughs> this is all I have to say. Madonna did die another day. Rihanna wins. Rihanna did Unfaithful, didn't she? That was a dumb song. Yeah. Was... Shut up about that. You know what? 
I don't just know why I'm bagging out Rihanna. I know, like Rihanna. I have been challenged to post 10 albums. <laughs> Dana one, Rihanna. <laughs> I can see here. I can see one record here that it says Rihanna broke. The shortest amount of time to achieve 20 top sing- top 10 singles by a solo artist on the Billboard Hot 100. It says here, Rihanna broke this record in 2011. There's one for Rihanna. There I you go. Like 12 other ones for you and you were like, is that it? Well, I mean, again, this list is very long. I can keep reading. Oh, There's still okay. so I much more. I love the one that you missed on Madonna's. Oldest living human being on the planet. <laughs> well, Billboard listed Madonna as the only behind the Beatles as the greatest Billboard Hot 100 solo artist of all time. Uh, well, I mean, behind the Beatles aren't even a solo person. So she, the Billboard, the biggest chart company in the world, listed her as the best or the greatest solo artist ahead of people like Michael Jackson, uh, Elton John, uh, I don't know, freaking Celine Dion. I don't know. Like, well, Justin you know what? Bieber. You know what? The esteemed magazine of Colin Hilding ranked Rihanna number one ahead of Madonna number 800. What will it take for you to say something positive about Madonna? Uh, Madonna covering a Rihanna song. (laughs) What if Rihanna covered Die Another Day? What if it was like a... She would be dead to me unless she did it right. A broody ballad. Like, I'm gonna (laughs) wake up. Yes and no. It sounded like that. I would throw up. <laughs> Sigmund Freud analyzed this. Remember when analyzed. we were talking day after tomorrow? <laughs> oh yeah, that was a good recap we did. BD Wong lets them in the house. Do we oh, like BD Wong. In this I like BD Wong in anything. BD Wong can be in anything, and I like him. Uh, he, he's a quirky guy, and I think that's the problem they miss in the Jurassic World sequels is that they make him just like a Bond henchman, which doesn't fit him, whereas he should be kind of like this quirky, charming scientist, or in this case... Gotham. Uh, you've seen him in Gotham. Arkansas. He's he's like that in Gotham. Oh, that's right. He was in Gotham. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. But yeah, yeah, great actor who doesn't really get his due. He's sort of just, oh, that was the scientist in Jurassic Park. He but, never gets you know, his due. Where's B.D. Wong? Like Sarah Paulson happened over. Make B.D. Wong happen, Hollywood. BD Wong coming next year, the next Rene Russo. <laughs> exactly, BD Wong month. This is we're going to start it, and we're going to be the, the 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 one podcast that celebrates BD Wong. Everyone else out there, you've all been BD Wong about things until now because it's BD Wong time. <laughs> it's time to BD right about BD Wong. Okay, don't know if that was kind of racist, but that's why I kind of paused before I said it. But whatever I said it. And that's a better thing to call it. I should have gone with that. It's time to be BD right about BD Wong. Um, Stop getting movies, Wong. <laughs> Make BD Wong great again. Yeah. <laughs> BD Wong box. It's literally a box and BD Wong's in it. And he sticks his head out and goes, there's danger. Don't go that way. Thanks, BD Wong. And they close the box. I just had an image of like a jack in the box. Boom, BD Wong pops out. Hi, I'm BD Wong. You're in danger. Okay, bye. I want a BD Wong action figure now. Yes, let's make it. 
<laughs> Can we all the t-shirts that we make just like have just a picture of BD Wong on it with just a smiley <laughs> BD Wong for hi, I'm BD Wong. <laughs> Uh, whoever out there can make us a mock-up of a B.D. Wong action figure, you'll get a free autograph photo of Ben Waterworth signed by yours truly, Colin Hilding. Why is this the prize every single week now at all of our shows? You just really want to sign a picture of me. How about, how about this? We put it on our website. Here's the thing. If you like us that much for only $1, I will sign a picture of B.D. Wong for you. Yes! $1 donation, signed picture of B.D. Wong. <laughs> and, and a lot of podcasts would donate that to, like, coronavirus relief or, like, save the children or AIDS or something like that. No, your money is better spent. It actually gets donated to a very worthy cause, the Oz Network. The worthy cause is making B.D. Wong great again. That's yes. what the cause is. Can we, I'm going to get a T-shirt. Make B.D. Wong great again. There it is. <laughs> We will sign a picture of B.D. Wong for you. Let's just clarify. We will sign a picture of B.D. Wong for a $1 donation. He's such a beautiful man. Like, we talk about Sandra Bullock <laughs> aging. Like, like B.D. Wong is nearly 60. Like, he is not 60. I, that is a lie. Wikipedia, you are a liar. <laughs> this is 25 years removed from Jurassic Park when this movie comes out. Does not look a day older. And He's his face younger. is not stretched. Yeah. <laughs> It may, it may have gotten younger, yes. I'm just looking um, at his filmography that we could do for BD Wong Month. We could do such <laughs> esteemed movies as White Frog, Slappy and the Stinkers. Uh, oh! <laughs> oh, you like that. Slappy, I don't even know what it is, but if we could have Slappy and the Stinkers recap on the title of our website, we have to make that happen. There's uh, Mystery Date, which I'm assuming is the movie adaptation of that board game in the Santa Claus. Um, and Father of the Bride Part 2. Bugger Part 1. Let's go straight into B.D. Wong in Part 2. <laughs> Although, actually, the he was in Part 1 as well. Two. Oh, bugger. The Substitute 2 schools out with him and Treat Williams. Oh, he was in The X-Files in an episode. He was in All-American Girl. He was in NCIS New Orleans. Oh! <laughs> he was in Mr. Robot. You could watch him hang out with your man, Rami Malek. He was in American Horror Story Apocalypse? He was, actually. Uh, now that I remember that, he was. There you go. Oh, this man has done everything. <laughs> How is this man not president? Make it happen, America. <laughs> yeah, if, oh, if everyone dies in coronavirus, I only, expect, I only expect B.D. Wong to be in quarantine. Everyone else can die, but not B.D. Wong. <laughs> You save B.D. Wong, Australia and America and Canada and every country in the world. You find him. You put him in a bird box and call it the B.D. Wong box and you save B.D. Wong. I can't wait until this episode comes out and we are going to have on our social media posts hashtag B.D. Wong month, hashtag make B.D. Wong great again, hashtag B.D. Wong in a box, hashtag save B.D. Wong. Slow down. I'm going to write all these down. Uh <laughs> Can't write that fast. <laughs> I never passed shorthand. <laughs> what would BD Wong be, be in shorthand? There's a question for you. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> draw a little picture of a smiley face. Oh, BD Wong. It's going to be the new Chuck Norris. <laughs> yes, BD Wong facts. Yes. <laughs> Keep talking about the movie. Let's find some BD Wong facts. <laughs> Anyways, uh, um, 
Beanie Wong's house. <laughs> There's a movie. You sell that to me at a pitch meeting, okay? Beanie Wong, he's in a house. Beanie Sold. Wong, million dollars. Literally in a house. <laughs> Beanie Wong threw a grenade and killed 50 people. Then it exploded. BD Wong can hear sign language. BD Wong knows Victoria's Secret. BD Wong counted to infinity twice. And BD Wong is the reason Waldo is hiding. <laughs> the, the flu has to get a BD Wong shot once a year. <laughs> BD Wong can strangle you with a cordless phone. <laughs> Death once had a, B, a near BD Wong experience. When B.D. Wong crosses the street, the cars have to look both ways. <laughs> B.D. Wong can do a wheelie on a unicycle. <laughs> B.D. Wong can kill two stones with one bird. <laughs> B.D. Wong has been exposed to the coronavirus. Coronavirus is now in a 14-day quarantine. <laughs> B.D. Wong has a diary. It's called the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> Death once had a near BD Wong experience. Oh, I said that one, Colin. Listen to me, would oh. you? Uh... Recycled jokes. The real reason Hitler killed himself is because he found out that BD Wong is Jewish. <laughs> BD Wong's daughter lost her virginity. He got it back. <laughs> oh, how did we? Literally, every single episode we did. Oh, this one won't take long. Yeah, no, we'll get yeah. this one over and done with. <laughs> All we said was B.D. Wong. <laughs> oh, B.D. Wong, blessed be thy name. Amen. In no way in this movie does John Cusack essentially redeem himself for anything other than, oh, Gordon got crushed by gears. That's my dad. And then he immediately moves in on another man's wife. I don't care if it's your ex. It's still it's another Amanda man's wife. She doesn't as even... well. This isn't like it's someone decent. <laughs> If it was Tandy Newton, yes. I understand. If it was Woody Harrelson, I'd understand. Yeah. Oliver Platt, I understand. Gordon, understand. Yeah. Gee, what you told us Ginger for, I understand. The Russian Emmy pilot. Rossum, we understand. Emmy Russell. <laughs> Petey Wong. Renee Russo. Petey Wong. We get it. It's Amanda freaking Pete. Come on. Put it down, John. All right. <laughs> you had Mini Driver, didn't you, at one point? Like... He had Mini Driver. <laughs> That's like let's, going... Let's run through his filmography. I mean, this is an all-time low for him. He had Rachel Weisz in, in Run- Runaway Jury, uh, Kate Beckinsale in Serendipity, uh, <laughs> Catherine Zeta-Jones, um, uh, being, uh, being John Cameron Diaz, being John Malkovich. Look at this guy. Kate Blanchett in uh, um, The Pushing Tin. I mean, what's happened, John Cusack? It's like it's like living in New York and moving to Winnipeg. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of it. John Cusack, you call yourself an actor. I think Joan Cusack's better. And you know what? Yeah, I'd be okay with him taking Joan Cusack, his sister, over another man's wife that's Amanda Pete. Oh, look, look, I'm down for, like, women-on-women love, but if I saw Joan Cusack kissing Amanda Pete, I wouldn't be into it. Like, come on, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Oh, she's just so boring. Who are you, Amanda Pete? Stop being you. Just stop it. 
I've killed people on these podcasts before, right? I killed Roger Moore. If Amanda Peet dies between now and when we release this episode, not even going to care. It won't even make the news. It literally won't make the news. Next year at the Oscars in memoriam, it will come up with Amanda Peet dead. And people will be like, oh, she died. Okay. I love that we started this episode with, yeah, the wife, she's okay. She's there. And now it's like, you could die for all I care. <laughs> Screw you, Amanda Peet. <laughs> you're no bd wong <laughs> exactly <laughs> on the likability scale in the world you're right down there with the french and taylor swift <laughs> and i'm only basically uh, seeing you in one movie <laughs> man to well you haven't seen all of her sounds like porno films <laughs> like uh izzy goes goes under or whatever i'm literally watching 2012 on mute right now She's on the screen, and I literally am getting more entertainment from seeing the wall behind my laptop. Like, there's more personality and excitement in a beige-coloured wall than there is in Amanda Peet's face. You know that person I said I saw three seconds in Walmart? Better than Amanda Peet. They could be a, a murderer, a child molester. I don't know that person from a bar of soap. But freaking Amanda Peet, just, I would, I would rather eat peas and corn than watch Amanda Peet. What's your problem with peas and corn? They're shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're little and they get stuck in the food and they taste like ass. <laughs> we, we are almost halfway through the movie now and Ben is getting really angry about Amanda Pete peas and corn. <laughs> you know what? You know, I think we famously said in this podcast it'll take us like a million likes for us to ever do Twilight or whatever it was. I'll yeah. tell you now. I will do Twilight over ever doing anything with Amanda Peen in it ever again. <laughs> ever. Sign me up. Hashtag Team Edward, but not Team Amanda Peet. Is that the correct answer? I like wow, Robert Pattinson. This... He's Batman now, so we're going to like him. He's Edward, This right? got so harsh so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, the dead this one. this all came out of... <laughs> I love this all came out of a rant about what a terrible guy John Cusack is and suddenly, <laughs> you can die, Amanda Beat. <laughs> uh, look, I encourage everybody to Google Ben Waterworth right now and you will get more entertainment out of it than that. You may be offended within 10 seconds flat, but you'll get more entertainment out of it. Seriously, BenWaterworth.com. It exists. It's me. Read about me. It's pretty arrogant, but it's <laughs> me. Okay. Just for the sake of this episode, can you edit BenWaterworth.com and just put a tagline underneath that says more interesting than Amanda <laughs> Pete? I just want to see it once. It can be like Joan Allen has a massive dong on Wikipedia. It can be gone later. We need that in this world. <laughs> sure. I'll do it really quickly because people are looking at my profile right now for jobs. But sure. Uh... <laughs> Again, pay me for doing the old network, people, and maybe I won't have this problem. But um, okay, I, I just let's just have this take even longer. Mallory, at the time we're recording this, has been out of quarantine in the country <laughs> and out of quarantine for 24 hours, and she has a job already with two more job interviews lined up. Ben, you have been part of this country for how long? Two months. And you're talking to me for a living, okay? <laughs> hey, I get paid for one of the podcasts I do. I just have to read headlines and put it in a serious voice. You don't need voice. to worry. 
You don't need to worry about Amanda, more interesting than Amanda Pete on your website. Nobody's coming to you for a job, okay? <laughs> and seriously, may I just say thank you to the folks over at Capital Daily for employing me for reading out a news podcast. I much appreciate my small pay every month, but it does the job. Uh, Colin, go to benwaterworth.com right now. And you, I don't want to do okay. this myself. I want you to click on pages and read out shit that I've got on there because I'm telling you, this is legit. And this is me trying to be all serious and get a job and shit. Uh, <laughs> if I find a way to get a one here, though, I am closing it quick. Hey, Noah would have written it, not me. <laughs> I just I just overreact at the reaction, remember? Oh, look at this. BenWaterworth.com. Bio. Outgoing, committed, and passionate. <laughs> ben Waterworth. crap. <laughs> ben Waterworth has had a diverse career across several media platforms since 2004. Ben in Hobart, Australia. Ben, well, born in Hobart, Australia. <laughs> ben in Hobart, Australia. <laughs> he has been in Hobart. Ben first spiked a passion for media growing up watching a variety of sports and entertainment programs. His fondness for sports broadcasting shone bright, early, often impersonating Clearly. his childhood idols, Murray Walker and Bruce McAvaney, at length around his parents. He got his first taste of journalism and broadcasting in grade 11 when studying journalism at Elizabeth College in Hobart in 2004. After being one of the first selected to help host the weekly radio show on Hobart's Edge Radio, he was soon hand-selected <laughs> by the manager to stay on at the station to host a separate show and remain with the station for 13 years. He currently hosts the Oz Network, where he <laughs> takes pot shots at Amanda Peet. <laughs> wow, even I'm then, bored with that, and I wrote it. There's, there's a great picture at the bottom of you passing a torch to a little boy doing your best I'm a politician. Hey, son, I hope I can count on your vote one day. <laughs> That's my nephew, I'll have you know. <laughs> Look how interested he is in his uncle, giving him the queen's baton. He's not batons. even looking at you. He's like, look at this thing. How many things can I smash with this? <laughs> it's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'm important. Um, <laughs> fuck. She sent for what is a weekend camping trip. It must have been a dozen pull-ups. And she's buying... Right here must be 50, 75 pull-ups. It must be at least 20. You could let's say you could fit 20 in those bags. She's got three bags here of pull-ups that she's getting on top of the dozen that she sent on the camping trip. This girl doesn't wet the bed. She has incontinence issues 24 7. Problem. Like, <laughs> I don't think your twins have any nappies too. No, they don't. We would go through about 12 diapers a day between two twins, newborns. <laughs> they're not for her. They're not for her daughter. They're for Amanda Pete. She's so boring that she just spills urine. <laughs> Stop pissing the bit, Amanda Pete. <laughs> it's so many diapers. Like, what is wrong with this girl if she's pissing herself 27? Stop feeding her water! <laughs> yeah! Eight cups a day, not what? 80 cups a day, you stupid woman! Amanda, hey, you Pete. know what? Casper has been, for the most part, potty trained, for P at least, for over. I mean, he just turned four. Um, he's now to the point where we put him in pull-ups when he goes to bed, just a precaution. Last night was like the first time in three weeks that he didn't hold it until morning. And I'm talking 12 hours. He will sit there in his room quietly playing, and then we open it, say potty, and ready to go to the potty. 
what is wrong with this little girl? Like, again, I like this girl, but like, she's got real issues here. <laughs> oh, God. You know what I just realized, actually? Like, you know how Noah can't get a date, right? <laughs> Noah could get a date with Amanda Pete, but even Noah would turn down Amanda Pete. That's how bad she is. Can we just tweet Noah a picture of Amanda Pete and say interested? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Single and ready to mingle. I, I hope to God that we have a best of compilation on Noah moments at the end of this year. <laughs> oh, you're making me do all the work. Like I think I've done one, not a <laughs> compilation. You know, I should have worked this out earlier. I should have, like I wanted to do that with the sand one last year. Could have had a funny compilation, but I did it like twice. Oh. Had a third episode. And once. <laughs> you bloody put your kids in a uh, cupboard or something and listen to all our episodes. You can do it. But the introduction here, where she's talking to a little boy in the, the principal's office or outside the principal's office, and did you catch what he was going to the principal's office for? No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why I'm laughing. It's obviously um, something funny. So this little this little boy um, says. You can't punch Jenny because she poisoned your hamsters. Oh, yeah. The way it actually the way it actually goes down is he says, now you're not allowed to punch people. And it's like, I know, but Jenny poisoned your hamster. (laughs) That's the darkest thing in this whole movie. Kids are poisoning their other kids animals and they're punching each other. Wow. I mean, have you ever had your hamsters poisoned by a little girl? Did you get the urge to punch uh, her? I, I, I've never had a hamster. Uh, I, I had a rabbit. Um, but no, it never got poisoned by a little girl. <laughs> I feel like I'm missing out on a, yeah. a very, you know, a key part of my childhood was taken away from me, though. Yeah. Now, again, not, not to be the advocates for violence against children in movies, <laughs> but I'm just going to say it. If Jenny poisoned your hamsters and you punched her, like, if that's the worst she got, then... <laughs> Okay. Jenny. Don't <laughs> poison hamsters, Jenny. Stop it. And you poisoned his hamster. That is a vicious, vile thing. Like, if somebody <laughs> poisoned Mr. Kimball's ferret, I think he's going to punch Jenny too. You Jenny have a Jenny. I don't condone violence against anyone, but don't poison hamsters. You'll get punched. It's on the box when you buy it. It says on the hamster. Oh, Do not poison this. You will get punched. Stop it, Jenny. Come with the. They come with a tag. You know how your mattress has that tag? Do not rip off this tag. You're not supposed to rip off the tag from the hamster that says, do not poison hamsters. <laughs> the law. The FBI will get involved. Jenny. If this was, I want the alternate ending of this where he comes back. Kids, I'm back. And this is for you, Jenny. And he just punches her in the face. Again. Come on, Jenny. <laughs> what was it, Dr. No? When like, Connery just randomly punches that guy in the hallway, like, where's the girl? And punches, apparently, oh, Connery's yeah. Arnold the girl? now. She doesn't answer, she punches him, yeah. <laughs> From now on, whenever there's a random punch, that's just Jenny. Jenny is now yes. any character <laughs> in any movie who gets punched. There's Jenny, Jenny getting poisoned. This is for a hamster. <laughs> Again, in Tomorrow Never Dies. For Carver, for Stamper, for Jenny. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Jenny really is the Amanda Pete of hamster owners. <laughs> yeah. Even Noah couldn't the- could get a date with Jenny, but again, doesn't want to. Let's also just illustrate this in case people haven't watched this movie in a while and they're tuning in. Jenny didn't poison her own hamster. She didn't poison the class hamsters. She poisoned another child's pet. 
mean, this she is, said, and all, all that happens is. Why? Why is he this kid? Like, okay, he punched someone. Fair enough. But like, shouldn't the reaction be like, "Oh, she poisoned it." Like, that's okay, little Johnny. Ah. Off you go. We're gonna investigate this further. I hope she's expelled. I hope that <laughs> none of these characters. When we reach their end credits. If I see Jenny's name in there, I'm never watching this movie again because Jenny should have been expelled. This is double standard. She's point. This is how serial killers start. They start killing <laughs> animals. That's Eileen exactly. Warnos. She's a she's Charlie's Theroni monster. She's on the highways of Florida, basically killing men. That's who this is. It's not Jenny. It's Eileen. Think about. If somebody had punched Ted Bunny in the face when he poisoned somebody's hamsters, a lot of co-ed's lives would have been saved, okay? Exactly, exactly. Punch a kid if they kill a hamster. Little Jimmy's <laughs> a hero. Little Jimmy has saved <laughs> lives. <laughs> so I don't know why he's like, come on, come on, let me go. Like, where is he going to go? Is he going to be in hiding the rest of his life? Like, he is very dedicated. He's he's so worried about money, but he's willing to give up his fortune for this kid. I'm actually going to call it. He's a good dad. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not saying he's a good person, but he's done nothing wrong as a father. And <laughs> this is advocating for the villains here. Wow. But should a murderer not still be allowed to have contact with their children? Like, if he wanted, let's say he's in prison, he could, you know, apply for visits, vi- you know, supervised visits or something like that. But he has basically, by doing this, said, I will give up all of my, you know, criminal enterprises. I'll never show my face again. I'll, I'll, I'll never be able to deal drugs or whatever he does. I will go into hiding all because I want my son back. Like, his his motive isn't wrong. <laughs> he's... Not a terrible person. But I, I never thought I, guess, I would hear somebody advocate for the rights of murderers to see, see their children. <laughs> Fair enough. There you go. Well, my, my whole point is he he hadn't murdered anybody at the point in the movie when she fled. I mean, sure, he did a lot of other bad things, but technically, like, did he ever do anything wrong to the kid? How do we know the kid wouldn't have a better life with him? <laughs> so, so what, are you, what, are you, what you are saying is if if Hitler had kids, right, and he got caught, Hitler should have been able to see his kids. Like, okay, he killed six million people, but he's still a father, um, and that kid needs to see I'm their father. Saying, all I'm saying is I've learned from the Godfather. A lot of murderers <laughs> had decent children, okay? And we're good fathers. So the Godfather has taught us anything. It's that criminals make great parents, okay? <laughs> I might send um, some police over to Colin's house. I feel like Colin's <laughs> in the process of planning to murder someone. Right? I'm just saying that... You know, no, like murderers should see their kids too. <laughs> I really want to I'm murder sure someone, but I still want to see Casper and the twins. I'm sure there's at least one person out there <laughs> who understands what I'm getting at. So there's we've got at least one murderer who's listening to our show right now. We've got a, a big fan base amongst <laughs> the criminals. Hello to all our criminals <laughs> listening to us in jail right now. Glad that you allowed your weekly podcast listening. You've chosen the Oz Network. Not like how to escape from jail 101 or something like that. <laughs> Reliving the, the Shawshank one- Redemption. How did they get away with it? If you are the one person out there who understands that what I'm getting at of Colin at least <laughs> at least loving his son, 
then please write to us and we will send you a free autographed <laughs> picture of Ben Waterworth signed by yours truly, Colin Helsing. So just for we, agreeing with me. Just, just let's go over the, the checklist here. We've advocated for Billy Zane in Titanic. He was actually a good guy. Um, uh, what's his face? Ludlow in Lost World Jurassic Park. Actually huh? not that bad. 2012, uh, Oliver Platt, not that bad. All the villains <laughs> in all these movies. <laughs> Silver in 007 over on on, on, uh, <laughs> on Skyfall. Uh, gosh, Hannibal Lecter probably was a good guy if we ever do Science of the Lambs. I mean, God, they're, they're all sure. good guys. When we get to Home Alone, we're going to be advocating for, <laughs> for <laughs> Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. <laughs> oh, wow. Who else? Mr. Freeze. We loved him in Batman and Robin. Um, yeah. You know, yep. let's cover that new that new um uh what's that that manhunt for the Unabomber show with Sam Worthington. The yep. Unabomber really yep. not as bad as we thought he was. Can okay? we please <laughs> never not do United ninety three? Because I feel like that would go badly. <laughs> we talk a lot about nine eleven on this show, and I don't know how I'd feel about covering that movie. You know what? Those hijackers actually were quite committed to their role, so you know. Look, they might have been good fathers for all we knew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Think about this. There's a message out there, everyone. Before you judge these people for doing heinous crimes, think about their children. They could be good fathers. Exactly. That guy who killed that guy in Minneapolis could have been a good father. All right? Stop burning down Minneapolis and think about his children. Cullen was so dedicated to getting a single racetrack and car for his son that he was willing to beat a man senseless just to do that. All for his son. He's a good dad, okay? That shows commitment. Arnie couldn't stick to one job in this movie. He's a cop. He's a kindergarten teacher. He's a cop again. Make your mind up. All this guy wanted was to see his son. Commitment. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to further back up my point here by wrapping up the movie, but let me get to that in a second. <laughs> recognize there is some appeal with Patrick Swayze that really gets women. And I would love to know what it is because I, I don't see it either. Yeah. What well, is he... it, Jamie? You're yelling from upstairs. You want to come down here? Come down here for a second. He's okay? so the kids will survive. Stop it. Come down. We need your opinion on the episode. Oh, Jamie, we need a Patrick Swayze rating here. You got to tell us. Okay, what is the appeal with Patrick Swayze? I don't want to read it verbatim. You're, stand, you're standing inches from the microphone. I'm not reading your text verbatim. I said he looks like he'd be really energetic. I mean, <laughs> just look at his useful stamina. What? What happened? Where am I? What year is it? Okay, okay. I need, to, need so, clarification. Who's a better Patrick? Patrick Swayze or Patrick Stewart? Well, who's a better Patrick? Patrick Swayze or Patrick Stewart? Um. Oh, she's thinking. That's kind of a hard question. To Whoa. I think Patrick Swayze would be a little bit more nasty. Okay, so I feel it's... like Patrick Stewart's going to be a little bit more proper. Okay, but just on a physical <laughs> level, looking at this man, if you didn't know his energy and you didn't lose track of where you were or what year it was thinking about him, what physically draws you to this man? I mean, like, he hit, not this picture specifically, but, like, uh, other ones that you look at a little bit older than this one here, his hair is great. He has great hair. Great hair, okay. Who, who's better shirtless? He, Who's better shirtless? I, f I forgot she can hear you right now. I, I plugged mean, her in. <laughs> I'm repeating your. I don't really, I don't really know what Jean Luc looks like shirtless. Yes, you do. Right, well, Wasn't well, there a whole thing in Logan that you talked about him being hot shirtless? I listened to the was, episode. 
that was 75 year old i, I guess remember. you'd have to see well, age 75 year old patrick but, stewart versus 50 year old patrick swayze in this movie however old he is it, it better be patrick stewart I mean, he doesn't look like i'd give him a heart attack <laughs> <laughs> so it's for their sake too. well in okay. all fairness jamie only one of these actors is still alive and it's not the younger one <laughs> <laughs> I knew that already. And Rick Patrick Swayze. Jackie died of cancer. No, well, that's not what I was getting at. I love that we're on death here so much in this episode. Stop laughing about okay, cancer. So following this movie, he is named Sexiest Man Alive by People Magazine. Don't quite see it. Yeah. Okay. Who else was sexy in 1990? What other men were sexy? Demi Moore? Demi Moore, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's were, run through. Were, were you thinking Tom Cruise, Colin? Well, I'm Tom Cruise. I'm sure had won at that point. Maybe they're just looking There's, for a, a fresh face. Pierce Brosnan and Tom Cruise are Colin's boy crushes. Yeah, let's throw Sean Bean in there too. Where, where he's like, he's like, you know, I'm straight. I'm not gay, but man, is he beautiful. <laughs> Well, I'm looking here at the cover yeah. of Patrick Swayze's yeah, Sexiest Man in, uh, in Alive. Yeah. That mullet, my lord, that would turn me <laughs> off straight away, as it is. But I just pulled up the cover for Point Break with Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves, and Jamie has lost the ability to speak. <laughs> he, and you know, I don't even know, I can't even pinpoint exactly what it is. Like, I know women like him too, but with Keanu, sorry, I just have to go on a quick tangent. Women like him? That he, You talk about him more than your own children, Jamie. But he he was my first crush when I was a teenager and still my biggest one, but I think it's just a combination of all these things. Like, yeah, he's really hot, but he's such a nice guy. And I ever I told Colin, I said, you know, if you ever died, seriously, he'd be like my number one husband pick. <laughs> okay, okay, so to clarify, Jamie's uh, criteria well, for men is they are a bit nasty, can be a bit proper. They're also really, really nice, and they're also Colin. Okay. And good hair, apparently. But you see, they have to be—they have to be nasty, but they have to be nice enough where I can boss them around. (laughs) It's like you're the—you're the dominant one. Okay, Uh, and also just can we just point out who who was sexiest man alive around Patrick Swayze? So the year before it was Tom Cruise. The year after it was Nick Nolte. Is that a thing? Nick Nolte. They're getting older with each year. Richard Connery won it. What was Sean Connery wanted around there too? So they really were gearing twice, hasn't he? Nineteen eighty nine, Sean Connery didn't he win it again when he was really old as well? Mm, I think that was when he was he, old. He's got like the best chest hair I've ever seen. Yes. Okay, we've got Jamie speaking on men. I think we'll have to excuse her now. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, this... I'm just saying. Next year, Point Break's 20th anniversary, we get Jamie to join us for Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves. Okay, and Rat Race, where you can check out Cuba Gooding Jr., Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson, yes. Hey, I'm saying Rowan Atkinson, sexier than Patrick Swayze, because he would make you laugh. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Jamie, Rowan Atkinson shirtless. Thoughts? Uh, She left. She's so excited by the prospect that she had to go relieve herself. Um, Relieve. Um... Okay, well, I don't even know where we are right now. (laughs) There is a movie in here. Ghosts, uh, starring a man and a woman in the different roles that you're thinking of. Uh, You say the worst effect was the glamour of the hair. I still think the worst effect was her walking on water. Really? I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, I I thought it was at least believable, but, you know... It's it's funny. Just, how... Wait a second. Walking on water is believable. No, no, no. But I'm saying I'm saying the... yesterday. Uh, no. <laughs> you know, a person can't change their hair color, but walking on water, no, I can buy I'm that. Saying that, like you look at the effect, and it, it actually looks like it makes sense. 
You okay? I am talking into the mic. I I I may be looking at you with my eyes, but my mouth is this, and I I have a big mouth. I'm very loud. <laughs> I could be like across the room, and everybody could hear me. You don't need to worry about me. It's I, gonna pick me up perfectly. I would normally edit out uh, little thing production things like, oh, can you talk clear into the mic? But <laughs> I have to leave it in there since Jamie says she has a big mouth. I do. Anyway. What were we saying? <laughs> the walking on water? <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't that bad. But, you know, some parts of this movie, I, I feel like, um, like Rossi said, you know, they, they really could have worked on the um, the characters so much more. Uh, even, like, you know, this bookstore lady doing something more with her because I actually really did like her character. Or, you know, with... Um, with Sarah, the main girl, like her her mom, who was a natural witch, and you know they mentioned in the movie that she died during childbirth and stuff like that. Well, maybe if they had some type of flashbacks of her mom being a witch, you know, like just just something, yeah, to add extra. I love that you're basically backing up my argument on this movie sucking. Well, no, like okay, no, but listen to me though, and I know we're going to talk about this at the end, and you said you're going to bin it already, but <laughs> I, but but listen, the, this movie was not given to me. I bought it, and I would buy it again if I lost it. Okay, well, how much did you pay for it? Five dollars. I paid five dollars, <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it was worth five dollars. <laughs> Oh, that's right. I did do that. <laughs> Literally asked when LAD Undercover tweets us and goes, hey, remember that joke you yeah, said in the movie? What? Like, what was the one this week? <laughs> Naked Darth Vader theory? I'm like, what? We I talked know. about that? Yeah. We, it's great when we do these episodes, especially when it's the Star Wars ones, yeah. uh, where we we recorded those like six months in advance, and now it is six months since they've come out, and we're getting tweets daily. Oh, this part where you guys said this, and we're just like... <laughs> Man, there we go again. <laughs> Comedic <laughs> geniuses. <laughs> oh, you got to hear the behind-the-scenes story about that joke. <laughs> we love you. Is it LAD undercover or LAD undercover? You're great. Thank you very much. Yeah. But, again, that took us 50 so hours to record, though. I don't even remember talking about Anakin at any point. Did we talk about Anakin? I'm sure we did. I think I blocked out half of the Star Wars movies at this point. Like, yeah. Did we do Force Awakens? Rise what was of that? Skywalker happened, and I think we've blacked out Star Wars forever now. <laughs> But every once in a while, we do get a tweet where we're like, oh, I forgot about that. That was really funny. So <laughs> right, we just so right now, I'm going to say wooden desk monkey fucker and somebody's going to tweet me in eight months going, <laughs> man, that's the funniest thing you've ever said. And I'm going to go, I said wooden desk monkey fucker? What? Okay. I'm hilarious, apparently. <laughs> uh, let's not get that trending. <laughs> I literally am looking gonna... at a wooden desk and for some reason I'm thinking about having sex with monkeys. That's how I came to that. Don't ask me anything else. That's just the only thing I could think of. So, Lad Undercover, when you listen to this episode in six months' time, I want you to tweet me with simply wooden desk monkey fucker. That's all it needs to say. And I will go, what? And then I'll probably eventually get it one day. Um, I'll put it on the best of yeah. just so I remember it. Wooden desk monkey fucker. I really fucker. want this to Eight months from now, I want this to happen. Not tomorrow. If anybody's listening to this episode the same week it comes out, do not tweet us at all. You need to hold off for eight months and then remind us of this all is, the hilarity. This is how Renee Russo month happened. I just literally thought of yeah. the first actress that came to my mind who was random. It was Renee Russo, okay? Now we're celebrating her for the queen she is. Somehow I've just come up with wooden desk monkey fucker and it's become a thing. We're going to get T-shirts made that say wooden desk monkey fucker. Probably not appropriate to wear, but hey, why not? 
I mean, we debated a Noah needs a date shirt, so it's not well, going to be that not much a debate. Of a that's, a, that's an actual shirt. We're going to get a picture of little Noah's last cheesy week, grin. <laughs> last week, I suggested making a shirt that just said murderer for people to wear, okay? It's not going to be the most outrageous can, thing. Can, We're going to merchandise. Can we please, like, no, let's be honest. Like, Noah, we love you. You're great. But, like, Noah is, is looking fantastic now. He's lost weight. He's fit. He runs freaking half marathons. A guy's a machine. Good on you. But Noah was like me. He, at one point, had a little bit of extra baggage. He was a little bit bigger than he is now. And I've got pictures of him and I where we're both slightly bigger than we are now. And I want to get like Noah's head when he's a little bit chubby with a big smile on his face <laughs> saying, Noah, can I get a date? I will wear that T-shirt. I will wear it every day. I want that T-shirt. Look, I will make the T-shirt to sell, even if it's just so that you buy it. <laughs> because I think our T-shirt store is in my name right now in my account. So <laughs> Done. Has the painting of the guy in the bowler hat. I don't know. Do you know anything about art? What is this bowler hat painting? Do I know anything about art? Do you know me? <laughs> I don't know how to read. If I'm going to know about art. Look at that painting there. Oh, that's worth a million dollars. I could do that. I'm one of those people who literally looks at every painting and goes, I can do that and sell it for a million dollars. Do I know anything about uh, art? It's like you saying, let me say to you, do you know anything about sex? All right, well, it just never really answered. True, true, true story, though, actually. The scene that you implied was sex was actually the painting in Exolent in the beginning, and Jamie's like, Colin, that's not sex. And you're like, oh, isn't it? I thought yeah, that exactly. was sex. He put something in something else. That's sex, isn't it? Well, we heard about this in health class. <laughs> Penetration, right? Painting, briefcase, it's in. Wait, he's leaving through extra doors. Is that anal? <laughs> it's, it's taken three years, but finally I've said that sentence. There it is. Tick that off the Oz Network bingo. <laughs> is that anal? Put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> I made Colin so uncomfortable right now. He's literally like, oh, no, he said the A word. I, just, I think we really need to keep a list of what we'll call our um, black market T-shirts. The ones we're not we're not going to sell them publicly. But if you're interested and you want a murderer T-shirt or you want to. <laughs> what was it? There, there you got anal or something? You can't even say it. I can see I can see your wife wearing that t-shirt. I feel weirdly <laughs> odd saying that to you about your wife, but I think even you know that I'm right in saying that. <laughs> what is it? Got anal with a question mark? <laughs> Got anal. <laughs> Gotta move on. Uh... <laughs> Colin Hilding is growing up before everybody's ears right now. Like Oh, so they had sex and then they had breakfast, which, <laughs> uh, well, let's see if we can find it here. So, uh, actress, comedy, no, that's comedy romance, uh, drama romance. Do we need some thinking music? Renee Russo is here. Pierce's bomb is pretty sexy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not anal. No, it's not. It's Renee Russo and Pierce Brosnan. Thomas Crown Affair. Yeah. All right. So you are correct. <laughs> Same three movies nominated. Everything fits with Renee Russo because it's Renee Russo. She's like the peg that fits all holes. 
<laughs> Did that no, sound that's wrong? That's Pierce Brosnan. That's Pierce. <laughs> well, Pierce can fit in um, any of my holes. Uh, <laughs> another thing <Wow>. here. <laughs> Things that sound better in Ben's head than out loud. Number 412. <laughs> <laughs> There's a compilation for our best stuff. <laughs> he gets a giant Slurpee, which I was immediately upset that he did not fill the Slurpee to the top. Um, I don't know if this is news anywhere else, but like Manitoba or Winnipeg specifically is the Slurpee capital of the world for like 20 years running. And I think we only lost that title for a single year or two. And it was the Slurpee capital of the year for like a decade prior to that. So basically, please, you're probably literally about to explain this and I'm probably interrupting you, but what do you have to do to become the Slurpee capital of the world? Uh, I think it's based on the amount of Slurpees that you sell as compared to the population of the city. Right, so basically, Winnipeg people are fat and like sugar. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, that's no joke. Uh, what, it, what it is more than anything is that w- w- Winnipeg, in the summer, we are grossly hot. Like, we are disgustingly hot. Sorry. Today was... Tw- wow. Well, brand new information. I am. <laughs> Can't win a Stanley Cup, so what are you doing? Go and buy shitloads of Slurpees. <laughs> Why isn't that yes. on a postcard? Welcome to Winnipeg, the <laughs> slurpy capital of the world. I'm sure it is. <laughs> it's got to be on a postcard somewhere. Make a t-shirt but, uh, of that. Add that to the list. And you know what? If we are going to say, hey, I'm going to hang out at Ben's house, you better not make a big thing of it because if you do, I'm not going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, oh, are you going to your friend's house now? Okay, okay. Do you need any snacks? <laughs> no, I don't need snacks. <laughs> You know, I don't want to go anymore, okay? <laughs> Stop making a thing of it. You don't want any snacks. You know that Ben? He never has any snacks, so you better Jamie's bring some snacks with him. Jamie's done that. You know, not so much with like having friends over, but if like my brother's coming over, like like Jamie's out doing her thing, it's like, oh, you should invite your brother over. So my brother comes over to watch a movie or something like that. It's like, oh, do you want me to buy any snacks for you guys? I'm like, no. It's not a date. I don't need a meal and dessert and candlelight. <laughs> You you met you you met Anthony when we first ever met in Minneapolis. You I met did, my friend yeah. Anthony, and I one time he stayed over at my house for some reason in high school, and he's like, "Oh, you know, okay, some guy time." a guy time, yes. Uh, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> do I need to bring a towel?" And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> he's like, "Do I need to bring a towel?" And I'm like, "Yes, absolutely, Anthony. We've we've got one towel in the house, and sadly, I'll be using it that day, so." Better bring a towel because you you might need to have a shower and the one's already in use. So you bring that towel, yeah. Anthony. It's <laughs> so funny. As soon as I didn't even need to wait for the full story, you said, "Can I bring a towel?" I immediately got. This is not normal. Okay. <laughs> like like I get the polite like like we went around to Mallory's dad's house at dinner last night. So I was like, you know, we're having dinner. Cool. Do you need us to bring like a drink? Do you need to bring like yeah. anything? It's it's polite. It's, it's yeah exactly. Yeah. Do I need to bring a towel or snacks? Like, <laughs> like, like, okay. Um, sure. Bring them along. What else have you got? Let's make it a party. Throw in a telephone. Let's telephone, snacks, and a, a towel. Fuck, we're going to have a hard night. Go for it. Where does this rank, do you feel, on the acclaim of Renee? Like, where where is she in 95? Outbreak had been here around there, hadn't it? Was it the same year? Was it 95? Yeah. 
Um, you know, free jack a couple of years. This beforehand. is her year. So this this is the year, right? Yeah. This is the Renee year, the Renaissance. <laughs> right? There it is. That's the reaction I wanted. Oh, it's can can we just make that a t-shirt now? The Renaissance. I want By you to get way. like the statue of David or the what's the the female one, the uh the Venus de Milo, like put Renee's yeah. face on it with the hair sweeping and there's that isn't it like a guy like going like oh, the beauty, the wonder, like with Renee Russo. There it yeah. is, the Renaissance. I like Danny DeVito. And and if you don't, go get yourself to a doctor immediately and say that, hey doctor, I don't like Danny DeVito, fix me, because there's something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> fix me. <laughs> fix me. I don't like Danny DeVito. What? Um, they just kick you out <laughs> straight away. But uh, I am going to try to recap this movie. Now, I get the plot, but there's also like, it's, 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 a, I feel this is a movie you need to watch to kind of get. Like, <laughs> does that make sense? Why are you laughing at what me? What is opposed? I feel this is a movie you have to watch to get as opposed to the movies that you don't. Watch and you're. I get that movie. You know what? Well, Never saw it, but on, I get it. Hang on, just wait a minute, Mister Judgmental. Right? Like, think about it. What? Are, I don't know if you. I've said many a times. My favorite movies are movies that you go into without having to think too much. Like Snakes on a Plane. Right? What's that movie about, Colin? Hey, but- snakes on a plane. That's all you need to know. But you didn't say, I feel like this is a movie you have to really pay attention to to get. You said, I feel like this is a movie you have to watch to get. <laughs> you need to be viewing this movie. You won't get it from the back cover of the DVD. You won't get it from the trailer. You need to watch the whole movie. Let Undercover understood what I meant. All right. Just he knew what I meant. He will in eight months. He will. You know who died? It was Muldoon. The guy who played Muldoon in Jurassic Park died. Yes. I, I knew one of them yeah. had died. So Rip, guy who played, oh, what was his name? Don something, wasn't it? No. Um, oh, he's an old moth, my heart. Don. Who's Let's Don? Let's just call him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that guy in Jurassic Park, Don? Oh. <laughs> what an actor. Don. Uh, Bob. Bob Peck is who Bob. you're thinking of. Bob well, Peck. Don and Bob are both three-letter words, Don. so you can see my confusion. <laughs> so is Ben. That's very true. And I'm not dead yet. Um, <laughs> oh, God. So they're having dinner, and uh, they're talking about something. I didn't write down what they were talking about. Colin, you're going to fill in so many gaps in this movie for me. Uh, um <laughs> And basically, it was literally the weather. Okay, we 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 end up uh, meeting uh, Dennis Farina's character Ray Bones uh, Barboni, uh, and mm-hmm. he ends up coming over and mouthing off at John Travolta, and basically steals his jacket. I love. Gotta say, like Matt Dyson. Hello, Matt. I know you're listening to this episode. Uh, thank you for your feedback on. Uh, I finally did read your feedback on Free Jack. And we will do, was it none on bikes or on the run or whatever the hell it was called? Nuns on, nuns on bikes. Nuns on the run. That's a bike. What is nuns? None on a bike. Don, he's donning nuns on bikes. What is nuns on bikes? Who is Don? There is, 
There's no such thing as nuns on bikes. Another t-shirt. Nuns on bikes. And who is Don? <laughs> nuns on bikes. I don't even know why that's so funny. Um, the point is, Matt, thank you. Um, and I know you're listening to this because you, you commented on a post and was like, oh, Chili Palmer. And I literally was like, who's Chili Palmer? Because I didn't even know who Chili <laughs> Was he in Nuns and Bikes? But in all fairness, in all fairness, you do have to see the movie in order to get who Chili Palmer is. So that tends to pass. <laughs> Not necessarily. I'm sure people who bought Chili in 1995 got into the cross-promotion. Um, David Palmer <laughs> voters from the California presidential primary probably liked Chili Palmer. <laughs> There's an in-joke for our 24 fans. And because Gene Hackman's kind of dumb, he doesn't buy into it. John Travolta automatically knows. And, uh, oh, hello. (laughs) You know what's funny? I just muted myself to avoid doing the same thing on mic. (laughs) Why don't we edit these things out? Um... (laughs) Seriously, no wonder nobody buys our T-shirts. Uh, now available on T Republic. <laughs> Get your Russo Estevez. Tpublic.com slash OZN. <laughs> Colin, I've got a confession to make. Am I wrong for finding Bette Midler attractive in that one-piece lingerie thing? Because there's something very appealing about her opening up that it's... thing. Uh... <sighs> Okay, so it's Bette Midler. So yeah. you immediately sort of look at her and you're like, oh, that's Bette Midler. But then you almost want to like it. So I kind of get what you're saying. Um, like, I feel Gene Hackman like, there. You're like, but you know, you're like, oh, well, yeah. would I? Yeah. It's Bette yeah. Midler. But, Why not? I mean, <laughs> but then you could say you had sex with Bette Midler. Like, there's a story to tell your yeah, grandkids. Exactly. Hey, kids, guess who your granddad I mean, had sex with? You know, what, like 50-something years old at that point? Okay, it's no Rene Russo, but would you turn her down? Maybe not. She has a great body, and she looks great in that, that lingerie piece. Yeah. So, you know. But then you're like, but it's Ben Midler. But you're like, but maybe. Get a paper bag. It's all right. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Put a bag of red. She'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm so and horrible. I think it's, it's a weird thing. Like, it's the weird thing we talk about with, like, during the 80s. Like, we can't find Linda Hamilton attractive because <laughs> having seen those movies growing up, it's like looking at your mom, even though you realize she was, like, 20-something years old when she made that. Yeah. It's a step up with Bette Midler, too, though, because – not a step up. Technically, a step down because this is something somebody from that time period where you're, like – I was familiar with them, but they actually were as old as your mom. So, a little bit weird. Was Bette Midler in Step Up, was she? I didn't realise that. (laughs) Was she in Step Up 4, The Revenge? Was that the one she was in? (laughs) (laughs) Step Up 12, this time it's personal. Step Up 27. (laughs) Step Up a Higher Again. Stepping Up Higher. Why isn't the sequel called, like, Step Up Higher? Like <laughs> two steps up, <laughs> yeah. two step up, too furious. Didn't you say that one last week? Um, it's, it's it's like the whole I know what you did last summer. I still know what you did last summer. Don't you mean I still know what you did two summers ago? <laughs> oceans eleven, oceans twelve, oceans like <laughs> we get it. Ha 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 ha! Funny. 
Um, I can't wait for Apollo 14 to come out. Well, that's actually not funny, Ben, because yeah. it wasn't <laughs> Apollo 14, Ben. Um, but as in the spacecraft, not a... The, just talk about Get Shorty. I don't know what I'm up to. Bet Midler's rock and body um, is where we're up to. <laughs> She's got a great body. She's great. Good on you, Bet Midler. You went on... You kind of do have a weird thing for Bette Midler, I think, because this is the second time in this podcast you've talked about. She's looking pretty good. It's <laughs> Bette Midler, though. I'm telling you now, right? 1995, Goldmark came out. We're talking about Judy Dench being, you know, pretty all right for a woman of her caliber yeah. and age. Got to say, Bette Midler, she's got longer hair, so that 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 wins it. Sorry, Judy. You know what? It's, it's weird. I was watching um, – last night I was watching – after I finished Get Shorty, funny enough, I was watching um, – What's the name of the sitcom that Judy Dench did with Jeffrey Palmer um, as time goes by? I was about to say two and a half men. (laughs) What? Two and a half men with Judy Judy Dench. Dench. Jeffrey Palmer, two and a half men. Men, 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 Judy, 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 Judy. Judy, Judy, Dutch, Dutch. Judy, Judy, Dutch. Judy, Judy, Dutch, Dutch. I really want to see a reboot now of two and a half men. Judy Dench, Judy Dench as Charlie Sheen, Jeffrey Palmer as John Cryer, two and a half men. Having <laughs> I mean, like wearing the Hawaiian shirts, always playing the piano. That freaky neighbor always coming on next door, like <laughs> sleeping around. And Danny DeVito is the kid. <laughs> <laughs> and Renee Russo is the maid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then when Judy Dench goes off at the rails and basically, you know, starts calling Chuck Lowry like a dick, they replace her with <laughs> Bette Midler. There you go. Writes <laughs> <laughs> itself, Hollywood. Oh. Get onto it. See, every week we find a way to make Hollywood better, okay? <laughs> I've cried twice in this episode now. <laughs> <laughs> get ready to cry again because i'm watching as time goes by last night which is like early 2000s judy dench and i'm like you know what i'd go there <laughs> have you seen the videos of the tiktok videos of judy dench and is it her grandson or her nephew or something like that they no. are so funny they are like judy dench is like she's kind of playing like this almost like grandma gangster woman she's hilarious she's so funny it made me love her so much more Fuck it. No, screw Bette Midler. Well, I- Get Judy Dench in one of those one pieces. Yes. <laughs> oh, Mr. Bond. Uh, Judy Dench apparently was quoted in an interview saying, joining TikTok, it saved my life. What is this? <laughs> well, okay. I've never been tempted to use TikTok until right now. Judy Dench uses TikTok. I'm in. That's it. Can we start an Oz Network wow, TikTok? This is, uh... <laughs> These are her quotes. You wake up and wonder what day it is, she said. Then you wonder what date it is and sometimes what month. Then you think, what do I do today? And the prospect is, well, what is there to do today? He made me do it. I have to rehearse all those things, all those moves. <laughs> Don't just think that comes naturally. <laughs> I, I, I plan to learn every Shakespeare sonnet. I've got to about nine and there are 154, so I've got a bit of a way to go there i've done a bit of painting and i've talked to friends and rehearsed my tiktok and done it with sam (laughs) can i just point out like 
it's it's interesting in in the day and age of cancel culture, and if you say something wrong, and you know you're this, that, and everything else. Judy Dench was she not the only person basically to defend Kevin Spacey, and yet everyone still yeah. loves Judy Dench. So good on you, Judy. Yeah, exactly. I, I like you even more yeah. because again, I like Kevin Spacey, not what he allegedly did <laughs> as an actor, as a <laughs> someone like that. Uh, so yeah, Judy, get away with anything, Judy Dench. Good for you. <laughs> Put a wig on it. <laughs> Somehow we turned Get Shorty into Judy Dench in Two and a Half Men. <laughs> Judy Dench, in... Judy, 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 Oh, uh, two so and a half Judy. <laughs> people got to listen to Double Law Seven. We created the show. Judy Dench slaps people. <laughs> They'll really understand the the potential for this woman to be a television star. She's America's got Judy. <laughs> Judy Idol, um, the amazing Judy. The price is Judy! <laughs> Wheel of Judy! <laughs> the big Judy theory! Uh... Law and Order Special Judy Unit. <laughs> CSI Judy. <laughs> NCIS Judy. I was about to say Bones Judy. That doesn't even make sense. Judy Star Galactica. (laughs) Judy Gate SGU. (laughs) Judy of Thrones. Game of Judy. Breaking Judy. Judy bad. <laughs> Judy R. Judy anatomy. Judy. Oh, Judy's anatomy. <laughs> Tiny Judy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't breathe. <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> now, I hope you wrote all those down for T-shirts. Uh... <laughs> Coming soon to tpublic.com slash Jose. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, well, I got my workout in for the day. That's something. <laughs> yep. Me too. Good job. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> So let's go back here a bit. Um, yeah, when when the next morning, uh, <laughs> Harry to Gene Hackman. I seriously have lost to this episode. Yes, Judy to, <laughs> Judy to Gene Hackman. Let's go with Judy to Gene Hackman. There she is. Hello, Judy. Welcome to Get Shorty. Good to have you. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Do you want me to mute myself? Um, <laughs> what are you? Never have I asked that before, okay. ever. <laughs> okay, so back to the story here. Um, <laughs> I might have to mute myself. Episode over. <laughs> bye, bye. Okay. Number one, moving on. Next bye. week, Judy Nedgeman. <laughs> Uh, so, and my name is Colin, and there are two syllables for hot: call and in. I could kiss him because he's a good co-host. And my name is Jared, and booyah! None of you guys took the obvious Owen quote. Which one? Which is, that guy is so hot, I could kiss him. Because, I just said that. No, because he's a good teammate. Yeah, I just said oh. that. Yes, I did. I just substituted it with the name Call-In. Rewind the tape. And my name is Colin, and there are two syllables for hot. Call and in. I could kiss him. Because he's a good co-host. There we go. We just heard it again. How about that? You did not do the same quote. You did something slightly different. <laughs> it's my name was in it. That's what was different. Oh, no, you! There, he had two different lines within that same confessional, which is, <laughs> how do you spell hot? Justin. And then there's, he said, that guy is so hot, I could kiss him. And then he was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. oh because he's a good teammate, not because I think he's hot. <laughs> do we want to hear it a third time? And roll the clip. <laughs> and my name is Colin, and there are two syllables for hot. Call and in. I could kiss him because he's a good co-host. What is wrong with this? There we go. I'm not going wrong with this because I'm right. (laughs) There are two different quotes. You said a different... (laughs) How is this the biggest argument we've had on whether I said something 30 seconds after I said it? Jared, you heard it, right? I'm not even deigning, like, I'm not getting in the middle of this argument. I'm uh, (laughs) joining Noah on the uh, sit-out bench from last episode. (laughs) I genuinely don't see how they're the same thing, so I don't know why we're even debating this. They're too different. (laughs) I'm so annoyed about this. This is not the same quote. Oh, I can't wait for this episode to come out. <laughs> you haven't defended yourself, so I'm just going to assume that I'm right, and you're just agreeing. No. <laughs> yeah, so I'm right, and you're just not disagreeing, so I'm right. So. All right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Welcome to the Oz Network for our continued coverage of... I already did that call, and you're behind. Oh, I didn't hear it. It was slightly altered. It was not the exact opening we needed. (laughs) You're not coming back next episode. (laughs) My name is your mama. My name is Colin, and I wish somebody would write a song about my special time of the month. (laughs) And I'm Thumper. I mean, Noah. (laughs) Who? My name is Ben Waterworth. And I love my car. My name is Colin and we'll kill the dinosaurs. The Ice Age! My name is Mallory and of course I want a latte. I love the way you make them. My name is Ben Town. I mean Ben Train. I mean Ben Time. I mean Ben Tastic. I mean Ben Ben Ben. No, 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 no. Ben Ahoy. I mean, no, 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 sorry. 
spin toy. My name is Colin, and that's what happens when you suck. I'm Rossi, and plants don't talk. My name is Ben. Learn it well, for it's a chilling sound of your doom. My name is Colin, and Ben, you can boss me around all you want here. But when you and I punch out, we're something else. My name is Jared, and the elves went too far. My name is Ben, aka a miserable whiny little shit, and it was fucking crazy, man! Creatures from fucking hell! Lightning come out of everyone's fucking everything! And that is not fucking cool, man! My name is Colin, and I'm really glad you rejected me 10 years ago when I auditioned for the part of Eddie Solomon, the pedophile clown in Birthday Boy. My name's Noah. Tabasco! My name is Ben, also known as the crippled gay guy who climbed Mount Whitney. My name is Colin, and I do not podcast. I do not rank, but I do make love. My name is Mallory, and something about Bruce the Hyena. My name is Ben, and play ya ya ding dong! No! No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, my name is Colin, and play ya ya ding dong! My name is Rossi, and I also have no other flavor besides sarcastic. My name is Ben, and if by some fucking miracle long shot you haven't heard of my reputation, let me tell you who the fuck I am. I'm the fucking Sultan of Slick, Sadie. I'm the ruler of fucking cool. You want to be a gangster? You want to be a thug? You sit at my fucking feet and gather the pearls that emanate forth from me, because I'm the fucking original straight first foremost pimp mac fucking hustler original gangster's gangster. My name is Colin, and... Finger on the phone, finger on the phone, on the phone, finger, finger, finger on the phone, finger on the phone, finger on the phone, finger on the phone, finger on the phone. And my name is Rossi, and I'm a monster, but only to my mother. My name is Ben, and Santa Claus isn't real. Oh, sorry, did I ruin your childhood? Guess my name is Disney. My name is Colin, and for all you care, this podcast could just be Ben farting on a snare drum. My name is Jamie, and we're still married and not divorced. My name is Ben, and there's something I gotta tell you. I was a geek in high school. I had really short hair. I played Dungeons and Dragons. I had a bug collection. I ate my boogers. My name's not Ben. It's Benjamin. And I understand if you don't love me anymore. My name is Colin and I am binning this movie. Done! <laughs> my name is Noah. And I also don't know what the hell Ramdom is. My name is Ben and I'm a guy, okay? I'm a guy. I'm a guy. My name is Colin, and I touch one, and I'm proud. My name is Rossi, and I am the weirdo mister. My name is Ben, a.k.a. Jack's Flunky, and... What are you, stupid or something? Get off the street! <laughs> My name is Colin, and it's not easy being the Barbra Streisand of evil. My name is Jared, and do you think I get this windblown look naturally? My name is Ben, and shut up, Meg. My name is Dougie Doogie Dougray Douglas. <laughs> I'm Rossi, if that's even my real name. My name is Ben, and... Oh, hi, doggy Mark. I definitely have the breast cancer. Hi, Colin. I'm Diana. But that's not right. Great. My name is Jared, and I'm too young to die. Here, take Colin. My name is Ben, a.k.a. very attractive Jewish boy, and my special <laughs> skills include viola, web design, fluent in sign language, gorilla sign language. My name is Colin, and at first I was afraid. I was petrified, <laughs> thinking I could never live without you by my side. And I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong, and I grew strong. And I learned, and now no, you're back from outer space. Come from on! From outer space! You know, it's funny. Cheers, babe. My. my <laughs> oh, look, mud cake! Um. <laughs> I am Colin S. 
Hilding Esquire. Slapping the bass. If you've ever Slapping seen, I love, I love that movie. <laughs> Why have we ever done? I love you, man. That's a great movie. Um, oh, we put that one on the list. I love that. Paul Rudd month. Where's Paul Rudd month? If we're doing Keanu Reeves month, we're doing Paul Rudd month. We'll do it for Ant Man three oh, if they ever make one. Yes, I think they are, aren't they? Didn't I read something the other day about that? <laughs> I'm sure it'll be down the pike in 2036 yeah. uh, at Marvel's rate. And it's fine. Paul Rudd doesn't age. So even when he's 80, he yeah. looks the same. So it's all good. He's oh. like Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves. Let's Paul. just let's just add him to Bill and Ted 4. Oh, add Paul Rudd into anything. He is the, <laughs> the male Rene Russo. Uh, <laughs> add him into Blue is the Warmest Color. Yes. <laughs> I would watch it too. <laughs> Why not? Uh, Make him a Bond girl. <laughs> Slapping the bass, Bond. Slapping the bass. My name is Pussy Galore. <laughs> Best Paul Rudd impersonation ever. Great. Yes. I was there. Hi, I'm Paul Rudd. <laughs> it's incredible. I didn't realize you were such a good impressionist of Paul Rudd. There he Slapping is. The bass. Paul Hello. Rudd stop. I'm Paul Rudd. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that's how he introduced <laughs> To go with my dead on, hey, I'm Edward Furlong. I'm, I'm legitimately sure that when you meet Paul Rudd, that's what he says. He's like, hello, <laughs> I'm Paul Rudd. Oh, there you are. Hello, Paul Rudd. You sound like Colin Hilding. That's uncanny. <laughs> Anybody ever told you you sound like Colin Hilding? <laughs> Hi, um, I'm Paul Rudd. <laughs> Get that on a T-shirt. <laughs> yes, come on in. Join us. Join no, no, us. No, 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 no. Just while we're breaking news here, we're gonna have Mallory join me for a second here, right? We're gonna we're oh, gonna play wait, part wait. one of this, and so we can get Jamie to come on and talk soon. <laughs> hello, Mallory. Say hello to our listeners. Hello. It's been a while since I've had you on the Oz Network. How are you? So good. How are you? Good. How was work? Uh, yeah, good. All right. Now, how was the you... business office? How was the business office? Was it good? <laughs> it was good. All right. Now, I need you to tell our listeners right now. Um, you love me. We're engaged. We're getting married. Um, what do you think of my appearance? <laughs> See, she struggles. She has to ask why. She has to think about why. She didn't just, but I she didn't just struggle. No matter what I say, <laughs> it's you not a struggle. Lovely face. <laughs> a lovely face. <laughs> Am I attractive, Mallory? Yes. Are you well, sure? Yes. With a question me. mark. You yes. 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 What, what am I asking her, Colin? I feel like we need to. <laughs> I don't, I I don't just, know what's happening. You don't have to ask her anything. I just love that you asked her that question. It wasn't just her silence. It was her letting out like a gas. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we've talked about how oh, you okay. generally implied that, you know, you were talking about Jason Momoa being attractive <laughs> and I never get called attractive. So, <laughs> yeah, she's walking away. Yep. All right. Cool. <laughs> there we go. No, no, no. I don't need you more. You've, you've established our fact. Thank you very much. <laughs> There it is, my future wife. Okay. <laughs> she's she's a bag at me. I don't know what what's in the bag. She has what's scabbed, in the bag? Come on, what's in the bag? She has scabbed cans to take to the can depot. Her new favorite thing is to go into like recycle crates and steal people's cans and bottles so that we can make money off them. Yeah. Ben, if you had a real job and weren't talking to me about Jamie's sex life and Mally's lack of attraction to you, she would have to be recycling cans for other people's garbage. <laughs> We're apparently poor. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when people don't listen to the Oz Network. We're resorting to steel cans from recycle crates. 
Wow. <laughs> she's got hidden pockets in her parka that she wears in the summer so she can stuff loaves of bread and <laughs> liters of milk in there. My fiance thinks I'm ugly and needs canceling. <laughs> can you please tell our listeners that I'm attractive? I need reassurance. I said you were attractive already. A, and I still agree with myself. On, on you a, said it with a question mark in all fairness. On, on a scale of Ryan Reynolds to Ryan Gosling, where do I sit? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me which Ryan's hotter. <laughs> okay, so am I? <laughs> she has, I love how she I gotta questions. I got to get Jamie down here. She literally questions which one, which which is the higher one, Ryan Reynolds or Ryan Gosling? <laughs> she she didn't answer, by the way. So um, yes. What what's happening? You're getting Jamie. Are we talking about a sex life now? Bring in Jamie. Come on, let's do this. <laughs> Fulfilling a bet. I've fulfilled my part of the deal. Now bring in your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, what? you gotta come down what? here. <laughs> first of all, first of all, on a scale of Henry Cavill to Patrick Wilson, how attractive am I? You know you're the best. Oh, there we go. No question. Mallory, Jamie, straight and I'm not away. just saying that because I'm being recorded. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, do I ask this I'm question a to Jamie? Person, and I wouldn't be with somebody unless I thought okay. they were very attractive. Hold on, you gotta, you gotta plug in here. I'm gonna have a very awkward question now that my fiance is in the <laughs> other room. But hey, I made a promise earlier that this wouldn't be awkward, and hopefully, I'm not gonna tell you how big Colin's penis is. <laughs> what? <laughs> we That's my follow-up I, question, Jamie. Uh, I am more Jason Momoa than I am Ben Affleck. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, um, how are you? You doing good? You're having a good day? Yep, it's good. <laughs> yep, cool. I have three boys. How do you think I'm doing? Well, Whoa. I don't know. If you said that in context of three boys, you aren't your sons, and I would probably take it a different way. <laughs> but um, uh, so Colin and I were talking about toys before. Um, you know, <laughs> um, I implied you may have some. So, um, considering you've only slept with your husband twice, I'm guessing you have some and you use batteries a lot. Only, only twice? What? Well, well you've had two, three, three children, kids, two tries, two conceptions, right? So, that's, I mean, I'm assuming that's all Colin's ever, you know. Uh, surprisingly, no. I bug him all the time. <laughs> So, so, so you don't, I, I don't have, have toys. <laughs> well, I, I did, but I burnt them all out. <laughs> and I haven't replaced them. That 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 this is was... the answer that I was expecting. Thank you, Jamie. You know, can I just say, okay, this all came down, Jamie, just so you know, this all came down in the middle of the episode. It was basically how Mallory never tells Ben he's attractive. Who <laughs> doesn't, even when she's on air. Yeah, exactly. And getting you to talk about your sex life was apparently not a challenge. Now, Ben accurately predicted that you would have no issues answering these questions. I accurately predicted that if Mallory said anything, it would essentially be with gasps and question marks. You're attractive? <laughs> and you, you're like, oh yeah, I wore them all out years ago. And your yeah, answer but- straight away when Colin's like, oh, on a scale of like Henry Cavill to this, and you're straight like, oh, but you're done this. I go, oh, so on a scale of Ryan Reynolds to Ryan Gosling. And she's like, well, which one's more attractive, Ryan Reynolds or Ryan Gosling? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, some people are just different with how they express things. And I'm not a very shy person. 
we noticed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like we need to get you some more toys for Christmas because <laughs> those two times with no Colin one can must have been re- a long time. How old are your twins now? I mean, it's been a while since uh, that second time you had sex with your husband. So Never again. <laughs> never again. Thank you, Jamie. I'm glad we made you awkwardly answer a question on air. We appreciate it. <laughs> it was only awkward for me, not her. <laughs> yeah, Jamie, Jamie and I are fine. We can talk about this all day. Colin's like, oh my God, sex. Get it away from me. Get it away from me. <laughs> Anyways, two hours, well, folks, this... and we're not even halfway through the movie. Okay, <laughs> let's let's power through some of this stuff here. And I also need to find out why Aquaman, like, he has to remove his shirt, right? The big sexy scene in the water shirt. Why? Why? Because he keeps his pants on. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, is he? He doesn't mind getting his pants wet, but he should. Like, in all honesty, I never get this idea of like people when they jump in the water, they remove their shirt before they remove their pants. I'm sorry, there's nothing in my top half that's chafing that I'm going to be concerned about. I'm fine keeping a shirt on. I'm chafing in the lower half. I'm taking my pants off first before I take off my shirt. I mean, I, I think it also depends. I mean, this is Aquaman. This is Jason Momoa. Forget Aquaman. This is Jason Momoa. Um, <laughs> you got to tuck that back or you're going to have a pretty heavy rudder there that's going to mess up your <laughs> your water navigation. <laughs> Either that or it doesn't live up to expectations. Like, he's, he's one oh, of these yeah. men who I think is kind of like he's, he's got the abs, he's got the gruffness, he's got the, the hair, like... Everything about this man is sex on legs, right? He is hot. <laughs> Women, men, everybody just want to rip his shirt off and, and suck on those nipples. But, like, I guarantee <laughs> I guarantee you that if you took the pants off, it's not matching what's up above. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying Jason Momoa probably has a little dick. Just, just, I... <laughs> Now we've been sued by Jason Momoa. Hey, and hey, Ray Fisher. we're waiting for Tom Cruise to sue us still. Tom Cruise, you big hunk of gay man, sue us. <laughs> Actually, on that note, true story. I moved into an apartment complex. We've got our Wi-Fi set up. And of course, when you connect to your Wi-Fi, there's other Wi-Fi around the building, okay? There is legitimately a Wi-Fi in one of the apartments nearby me that is called Tom Cruise Fudge Packer. True story. <laughs> what? It is legitimately called Tom Cruise Fudge Packer. (laughs) So I'm saying it now. The people in my building know he's gay. Tom Cruise, you're gay, mate. Sue us. Okay. And Jason Malar, you've got a little dick. Sue us. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Anything else? Ben Affleck. Um, No, no, I like Ben Affleck. I don't want him to. Uh, they're too nice. Henry Cavill, nah. Don't, I don't want them to sue us. Uh, I mean, I like Tom Cruise, Jason Momoa, sure. But, you know, you know the publicity it would bring far outweighs me being friends with Tom Cruise. So, you know. I, I'd be okay with Gal Gadot suing me. Uh, sure. Uh, but I, I, I feel like uh, you come up with something about Gal Gadot. She's got a little dick too, sure. Um, <laughs> exactly. Gal Gadot, you have a... No, what's the opposite of enormous? A, a little? Ridiculously tiny dong. <laughs> yes. Your dong is so small. It really you are no Joan Allen. You are not well endowed. <laughs> Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck have big dicks, though. We know that. Yes. So well, we know. That's, and that's... Joss Whedon is a big dick. Yes. Hashtag I stand with Ray Fisher. And then my favorite, uh, Megan Good playing the adult Darla here. Uh, you never saw Darla. The... Sorry. Well, <laughs> you would. But... Of course I would. Yes. But seriously, like this, this the um, the what was oh, the wait, hang on, Darla, hang on 
I thought you were talking about Mary. Whoops. Mary. No, no, no. <laughs> I hate both of the Sorry. Marys are all right. No, 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 no. I was, Older Darla. You know what's so funny? Ben was like, I prefer younger Darla. That, that's not the funny part. The funny part was that I didn't question as it. Well, you would. <laughs> I legitimately got the wrong person. Shit, that really made me sound like a pedo. No, 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 no. No, Mary. Mary. Not Dala. Mary. Mallory's looking over going, what's going on? Wow. This is going to be played at my testimony, isn't it? Like My trial. I'm going to be subpoenaed now. <laughs> so he wasn't when ben really joking the about Dala, was he? Was this the first time Ben has made some pedophilic comments? No. <laughs> Tell them all, Colin. Okay, how long have you got? The following episode feature sexual comments by Ben Waterworth. <laughs> we can just play our best of episodes. Actually, fun story. I'm not Ben Waterworth. I am Noah Groves. Noah Groves of 1800snug.com. <laughs> um, anyways, he has the scene with Wonder Woman. This is, I think, just the best straight dialogue scene in the movie where he's getting his shirt off, you know, <laughs> and Not quite Wonder Woman's enough. helping him. Yeah. <laughs> but if he took his pants off, then whoa, Oof. this movie would have made $100 million more instantly. Absolutely. Uh, billion. Maybe even uh, this would have outgrossed Aquaman uh, because, <laughs> because of Ben Affleck's dong. <laughs> because they would finally be able to compare. It's like you know what, Jason Momoa's got nothing on that dong. <laughs> the, the, the IMAX experience. That's when the screen expands. <laughs> ben Affleck's dong. The IMAX experience. <laughs> you know, in Zardoz, when they've kind of got like that woman rubbing her boobs, like in the background, yeah. like, it's literally just Ben Affleck's dong getting soaked. <laughs> Yeah, in Zardoz, that's what they do. They have women rubbing their boobs, and then they got Ben Affleck unzipping his pants. <laughs> and you just hear the um the ooh yeah from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ooh yeah, bom bom, boom boom boom. See, we can make Zardoz better. <laughs> um, oh god, anyone can make Zardoz better. <laughs> I did a poo before that made Zardoz better. <laughs> I've changed diapers better than Darzardos yes. since we recorded this episode. <laughs> that joke about 9-11 I said earlier this episode, better than Zardos. Better than Zardos, yeah. Better than Zardos, <laughs> yep. Joss Whedon's treatment of Ray Fisher, better than Zardos. Better than Zardos. <laughs> Jason Momoa's uh, but- penis, better than Zardos. Be- <laughs> Far less Gay painful when it's over and done with... <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be the uh, title of my autobiography. Gay sex with Tom Cruise. Better than Zardoz. The Ben Waterworth story. <laughs> the sequel. Gay sex with Tom Cruise. <laughs> it just, it's almost like a band. Hi, we're gay sex with Dom, Tom Cruise. Thanks for joining us tonight. This is Colin. He's on bass. It's Noah. He's racist. We can form our own bands. <laughs> gay sex with Tom I bet you we get more downloads. (laughs) If we put out anything under the band title of Gay Sex with Tom Cruise, we would get more downloads in the Oz Network's lifetime combined. (laughs) Let's just release these episodes under the podcast title Gay Sex with Tom Cruise. We are no longer the Oz Network. We are Gay Sex with Tom Cruise, the podcast. 
<laughs> Can we please make t-shirts that just say GSWTC? Like, <laughs> You know, you've got the what would Jesus do, the WWJD? Like, literally, just have GSWTC. No one will know what it means. People are going to be like, what does GSWTC mean? Uh, God save the World Trade Center. Um, God save the Detective Comics. That's all it is. Good sex with Tom Cruise. <laughs> it's gay sex or good sex with Tom Cruise. Well, it is good sex if it's gay sex with Tom Cruise. Oh, it's always good sex with Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, not Jason good Momoa sex, Good sex with Tim Curry I, I reckon that would be good <laughs> I've seen him in fishnets You know <laughs> oh, oh my god you know, we, we went before we started recording We went to the farmer's market as by our host And Casper you have to hold on his hand He will run and jump a fence And <laughs> run right out into traffic Without even you know batting an eye so i'm basically grabbing casper's hand but he is so strong that he pulled me and he ripped me into the, the, you know you have those the latches on a gate that goes up and down mm-hmm. the latch was down and the gate was open he pulled me and it went right into my ribs i've got like a giant bruise there and it's just getting worse throughout this episode all because of dongs and gay sex with tom cruise my ribs really hurt right now <laughs> i'm telling you now you no one's bought our t-shirts until we start releasing the gswtc t-shirts <laughs> And I want you know you know that meme of Tom Cruise when he's like got his head back and he's laughing like really much. I yeah. want like I want a cartoon picture of like that meme and underneath it just says GSWTC. That's all it says. So people are going to be like, oh, Tom Cruise and G. What does that mean? Like, oh, don't know. <laughs> oh, we will have it by the time this month is over. <laughs> or we also have uh, the Tom Cruise Fudge Packer T-shirts. <laughs> that, that we are not making. <laughs> I need to I need to show you this because I am on camera with Colin right now. That sounds wrong, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna see if this is still here and I'm gonna hold it up to the camera just as a brief breaking transmission here because I swear this is a thing and I bet you it's probably not here now that I say this. But um, oh, it's not gonna. This be is your now. way of getting out of the lawsuit. <laughs> it wasn't it, it me. Is. This exists. It is. Oh, it's not there anymore. Tom Cruise Fudge Pack has moved. Oh. oh. Well, you can start an Instagram account. It's literally just a picture of Tom Cruise every day. (laughs) Packing fudge. (laughs) For the sake of my ribs, can we stop saying fudge packer? (laughs) It really hurts. I want that as a thing now. Whenever we next get a big guest on this show, we need to get them to say the words fudge packer. Sean Connery, we've gotten out of retirement. Fudge pucker. <laughs> Kill Colin. I am killing Colin. It really hurts. We gotta That's what Tom just... Cruise's boyfriend say at the same time when he's back in fudge. Oh, no. Tell me we're not part of this show. Oh, oh hold on. Breathe. Breathe. Let undercover. I expect you to laugh at this in about three years' time. We could ask him about his wife and children since he is gay and apparently slept with Freddie Mercury and John Oates in the 70s. What? 
Hang on a minute. Is this, are you yes. making this up? <laughs> no, he slept with Oates from Holland Oates and Freddie Mercury in the 70s. That's John Glover's admission. You just outed two men to me that I didn't know that was gay. Oates from Hall of Oates and John Glover. I had no clue. Wow. Good for them. <laughs> I'm looking to see, like, I wonder what his kids really are like. Is he really this much of a dick of a dad? No. <laughs> I don't. I think he's the coolest dad ever. Like, come here, children. Guess who I fucked? Um... <laughs> Not Hall, but Oates. <laughs> oh, dad, you would have been cooler if it had been Hall. Um, yeah, it had to be Oates. It had to be Oates. Come on, why Oates? And Freddie Mercury, what's Rami Malik like? Uh, this is why Freddie Mercury was gay. <laughs> yeah, well, he could he not resist. He, you can't resist John Glover. <laughs> I'm, I'm so shocked right now. Like, but not a bad shock. Like, this is a good shock. Like, I, I am actually really happy right now. You're like, I'm, I've got a chance now. <laughs> I, I, I think so. But like, seriously, like, I mean, the guy's got taste. You know, <laughs> not only is he gay, he's like gay with taste. You know? <laughs> he's, he's a man-eater. <laughs> that song has taken a different meaning to me now. Now that I know that one half of them is gay. Whoa, here he comes. Watch out, oh. boy. He'll chew you up. That's talking about John Glover. You know how you're so vain? Like Carly Simon, they never know who she's talking about. Well, now we know yeah. what man-eater's about. It's about John Glover. <laughs> John Glover. <laughs> He is my new favorite gay person. Like, <laughs> I am so happy. This hey, is Tom great. Cruise, you are out. This <laughs> is now gay sex with John Glover. <laughs> you, Tom Cruise. Next, if, hang on though. If I find out John Glover, John Glover's had sex with Tom Cruise, I mean, this man is like better than Kevin Bacon. I'm sorry, Kevin. You've been dethroned. As, as the number one man in Ben's life. Um, John Glover also had sex with Lenny Kravitz, as we learned oh, last week, everybody has. Indeed. And Joel Schumacher. Yeah. <laughs> Dearly departed. That's how he got the role in Batman Robin, I guess. Well, didn't you read that interview with Joel Schumacher about saying that he had, like, slept with, like, 3,000 men or something like that? What? Like, yeah. Like, it was something ridiculous. Like, Joel Schumacher, like, had a regret. He's like, oh... I was a bit of a, you know, whatever. I slept with this amount of men, but, you know. Um, I'm. Oh, this is the best episode we've ever done. And <laughs> can I just say, John Glover has a Twitter, at Real John Glover, and he only uh -oh. has 20,000 followers. Make that better, everyone. Like, he yeah, needs you know what? Followers. We are going to make it 20,002 right now. Yeah, I have just followed him. So, good I for am him. Still pulling up Twitter. Yeah. Uh, anyways, John Glover laughing at his son. Apparently, I have to log into it again because I'm on a new phone. Aww. I'll do it later, John. Jeez. <laughs> this, is, this is where, like, he needs to turn around and be like, excuse me, mixed racial love is allowed. So yeah, exactly. You could be my this mother, is like, you racist. What, what, what was the episode where I had to explain to you how uh, inter... Um, yeah, uh, I can't remember, but yeah. <laughs> Rachel Brady. <laughs> You're like, how does that work? <laughs> Racist Ben, up to it again. And that rhymes. That's a t-shirt. Racist Ben, up to it again. Speaking of racist, oh, there's a t-shirt. <laughs> Deflection. <laughs> well played. <laughs> so how's he got a date? Um, he has Now, toys. just as he's... <laughs> Oh, 
<laughs> yeah, fun fact, he's the number one source of all the battery income in all of Korea right now. <laughs> I really hope Noah listens to these episodes. What did he say the other day? Oh, what I finally he... got around to listen to your Oslo anniversary episode, which I didn't even yeah. realise was this year. It's like, crap, I didn't. we did that this year? What? Um, it was. I think it was January, yeah. God, um, there was a January yeah, just this year? <laughs> You're more behind than Lad Undercover, Noah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? He didn't he say he drunkenly was listening to it too. Oh, that's all he ever does. He drunkenly everything. Like the guy. No, no that's just... not a joke because he messaged me out of the blue. This was probably about a year ago. He says, "You know, I uh, I got home drunk last night and I woke up this morning and realized that I put on our review of the Americans we did for the finale." I'm like Noah. I just have a picture of Noah just drunk, right? And come home from another dateless night, can't get laid again. He got no batteries left, so what does he do to get off? He puts on the Oz network. Fucking what do I want to listen to tonight? Oh, the Oz Oz Little Reunion episode. Lol. <laughs> We have to get him on just so he has something else to come home drunk to now. We need to get him on to get him off. The poor kid needs something. He needs some love. <laughs> he listens to me and you. <laughs> I mean, I know our voices are soothing, but come on. Stop being racist. Noah, get a date and you won't have to listen to us. Noah, if you are listening to this drunkingly uh, eight months from now, please tweet us in the middle of the night in your slurred speech. We need to come up with a phrase. What was that when I said for like lad undercover? It was like wooden desk monkey fucker or something like that. Like this needs to be like chicken bra, chicken turkey. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't even know what that is. But Noah would not butcher that in a drunken state. No, he'd call it something else and be very racist about it. So. <laughs> Oof. Just John Glover. Yeah. Noah, if you are listening to this drunken in the middle of the night, just John Glover. That's all you got to tweet us. You need to tweet us whether you think John Glover is a top or a bottom with Freddie Mercury and Oates from Hall and Oates. <laughs> John Oates. <laughs> there, needs to be like a, uh, there needs to be a video of that. I need to see that. <laughs> I, I don't even, I read the interview, the biography, whatever. I just need to hear John Glover's side of this. I just, I just, I want to hear like a full, like a thousandth episode. John Glover, welcome to the show. So you fucked Freddie Mercury and Oates. <laughs> Hall just wasn't your type. Is that it? Couldn't get a whole pass for Hall, so you had to go and get a bowl bowl of fresh hearty oats. You know, You're like a horse. Nee, oats. Oh, how are these episodes are going? Three hours. I wonder. Yeah, we're not even like we're barely in the start of this movie. We don't even have the wizard yet. Um, let's sort of get there then. Also drowned in pink lemonade, my wallet. So um, <laughs> Casper was instructed, don't get juice on your own. <laughs> uh, but he was right. He did pink say pink lemonade, lemonade, by the way. What is that? that, that when did that become pink a Pink lemons. Pink lemons? Are yeah, there actually there are pink th- lemons? There are. Okay. Where do you think pink lemonade comes from? Is this like pumpkin spice? It's just only something that North Americans <laughs> get? <laughs> pink lemonade in your coffee your tea yeah. whatever sure pumpkin yes. spi- pumpkin spice macaroni and cheese now that you can get Pack pumpkin spice pink lemonade it probably is a thing <laughs> like they do they look like real lemons they're just on the inside they look like a grapefruit that's basically you're being legitimate here you're not bullshitting me there yeah. actually are pink lemons yes there are okay well good for them all right now you uh, is it keto? I don't know. Is it like the John Glover of lemons, like <laughs> out and proud? Well, how would it make it the John Glover of lemons? Well, if they're pink, they're gay, aren't they? <laughs> oh. 
No? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Is that inappropriate? Um, That's not inappropriate. <laughs> Lightning in my hands. Just... <laughs> Mallory, am that I was John Glover's. <laughs> Reassure me. Reassure me. She could say, like, you're beautiful, Ben. She wouldn't call me beautiful. She'd call Jason Momoa beautiful. <laughs> Little dick Jason. You notice that we don't have groupies on any of our podcasts? <laughs> don't have listeners on our podcast. There's a reason. Remember our those good old days to- of Survivor Oz when people actually used to listen to us? Remember those well, I was going to say, the closest thing to a groupie we got is Chris Dixon. Uh- <laughs> oh, yes. And he doesn't even listen to these ones. He only listens to the Survivor ones. And Star Wars, yeah. You know what's sad? It's like, you know, yeah, okay, the whole Worlds Apart preview episode slightly may have turned people against us, but at least we had people <laughs> to turn against us. Like, <laughs> I literally was just very derogatory in my comment by automatically implying that the color pink <laughs> must mean a lemon is gay. And I apologize. That was a very... <laughs> Rude comment. I've spent the last however many years calling Tom Cruise a big gay homosexual. I've said Jason Momoa has a tiny penis. But do you notice anything about that, Colin? Never get any feedback because no one listens. Nope. So, you know, I put in a nomination for the Australian Podcast Awards. We spent money on that. Are we going to get a nomination? No. There's a reason. You know, even on Double Laws 7, we got a complaint about me and Noah implying your music tastes were very similar to that of gay men. And we got a complaint about that. Yeah. People aren't even here to complain on the Oz Network. I know. I know. Imagine, see, this is where we do get Noah on the show because he's so racist that he would get away with half the <laughs> stuff he says, you know? He'd be like, Maybe ah, he would person. bring in our listeners. Yeah. He, he Maybe our listeners would. are driven by race. Be more homophobic and racist, Ben. <laughs> Bloody oath. Tom Cruise, Jason Momoa, Oates and Hall and Elvis <laughs> Presley and... Lenny Kravitz. Yes. I love how Mallory in the background, I said Oats and Hall. She corrects me. Hall and Oats, Ben. <laughs> See, they're a big thing. It must be big in Canada. Do you know any Hall and Oats songs, Mallory? Name me a Hall and Oats song. <laughs> she doesn't know any. Moving on. Who's more attractive, Hall and Oats? Hall or Oats? <laughs> or me? You. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I or don't anyone know. with the name Ryan. Wow, i got to shut up from anyone named Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Shoulders? Ryan <laughs> Styles. <laughs> Ryan Styles? He's pretty attractive. <laughs> I take Ryan Styles over you. <laughs> the one that he's in that I didn't realise he's in, his film debut, the iconic movie, which we'll, we will do on the Oz Network one day, How to Make an American Quilt. Um, Jared Leto's in that? Apparently that was his film debut. I remember as a kid, I would have been eight years old, and I don't know what we ended up going to see at the movies instead. But sometimes when I would go to my grandma's house, like she'd be like, hey, let's go see a movie. Okay. And for some reason as an eight-year-old, I wanted to see How to Make an American Quilt. <laughs> I don't know why. Apparently I was really in to people from the United States quilting. I don't know why. But I don't know what we would have seen instead. I'd have to look up what was around at the same time. But I just, for some reason, I just always remember I want to see how to make an American girl of <laughs> all movies. What like, is it about? Did you, have a, did you have a thing for Winona Ryder or something? I actually don't mind Winona Ryder. I, I do like her. But, like, no, I was an eight year old. I probably didn't know who she was. Like, I mean, what, what is, is it literally a movie about people quilting? 
Like, I don't know what it's about. Like, I'm, I'm looking it. this up right now because I remember the movie existing because it was the dumbest title I had ever, uh, ever seen. Um, what is the plot of this movie? Uh, it's got your favorite actress, Lois Smith, in it, a.k.a. the grandma oh. from Twister. <laughs> uh, it's got... Rip Torn's in it. Adam Rip Baldwin. Kelsey Williams and Bubba from Forrest Gump. That's why you <laughs> wanted to see it, right? Richard Jenkins is in it as well. Uh, you can't even find the plot for this on Wikipedia. They just know, mention every single characters. character. It's like Dodd, <laughs> Sophia Darling, M. Reed, Gladdy, Joe Cleary, and Hi Dodd. Um, Hi Dodd? Hi Dodd. <laughs> can somebody please, uh, Lad Undercover, in eight months' time, can you please... Okay, let's, let's be honest. The reason why this movie sounds terrible, this is directed by the person who made The Dressmaker. Uh, <laughs> the, the direct, it's the director's problem. They, they, their movies are about quilting and making dresses. So, so I found a synopsis for this here. Okay, I'm excited. <clears throat> Soon-to-be-wed graduate student Finn Dodd, Winona Ryder, <laughs> develops cold feet when she suspects her fiancé is cheating on her. In order to clear her head, Finn visits her grandmother, Hi, Ellen Bernstein, and great aunt Gladys Joe Cleary and Bancroft in Grass, California. Wow. There, Finn learns that High and Gladdy Joe are members of a group of passionate quilters, <laughs> and over the course of her visit, she is regaled with tales of love and life by women who have collected rich experiences oh. and much wisdom. Wow. Where was that an anniversary month this year for the 25th anniversary? This is the 25th anniversary. I think we need to amend this. Put in How to Make an American Quilt. Like, screw Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey and the excitement. I want to hear the story about a woman who thinks her boyfriend or husband's cheating and moves to a small town to quilt with other women. I mean, Jesus, it sells itself. You know what? We are taking a silent break right here that the audience will not notice. And we are back on the Oz Network to cover the anniversary of How to Make an American Quilt. Ben, <laughs> tell me about your experience of watching this movie. I have never in my life seen Americans quilt the way they quilted. It's like it was amazing. Like the, the portrayal of quilting is up there with some of the best ever. What a what a performance! And Winona Ryder, my goodness, oh. what what a woman! She she would go and, on know, later to star in such things as the County Jail in two thousand and two for stealing clothes. <laughs> But before she was appearing in those great things, she knew how to make an American quilt. And you know what? When they quilted Jared Leto's face on that quilt, it just took douchery to the next level. Like, it was perfect. Uh, I've never seen douche quilted onto a quilt before. It was incredible. <laughs> and i got to say, this was the first time... Uh, I was uh, the first ever time that uh, the, the SAG Awards had done a, um, a most outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture, right? This got nominated in the, the very first oh. inaugural year that this was a category. Lost out to Apollo 13, rightfully so. What? Get Shorty, Nixon and Sense and Sensibility were the other nominees that year. Oh, so deserved. I mean, this blows those movies away. Uh, did you also hear when it won the People's Choice Award for favorite quilt in an American film? Deserving, deserving. Uh, but not the, not at the global People's Choice Awards. That that lost out to How to Make a Canadian Quilt, which is just yeah. literally, oh, would you please quilt for me? Eh? Oh, sure. Okay. And that's literally it. That's that's all it yeah, is. Yeah, my personal preference was How to Make a Botswana Quilt. But oh, you know no, what? Teach their own underrated underrated the one that's very very overrated how to make a new zealander quilt it's just it just doesn't make sense it's like oh brew pass me the needle like no i just don't 
I don't care for it. I really don't. So Ben, let's 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 do it right now. Make it official. Are you gonna buy rent or bin <laughs> oh. how to make an American quilt? I am gonna quilt a sign that says buy. I am gonna make it bright green with the letters buy on it. I'm gonna quilt it and <laughs> I, I it's gonna be called How to Make an Australian Quilt by watching How to Make an American Quilt. What and you know what? I, I I'm gonna say I was I was going to rent this movie. But then I thought to myself, if I put myself in the position of being an eight-year-old boy, what would I do? And I would buy How to Make an American Quilt. For any eight-year-old boy out there, this is the movie to see. And so much so did I love it. I said earlier in this episode that we're going to rename our podcast. I'm going to rename it again. It's going to be called Rob Has Another Quilting Podcast. And it is going to be coming to you live from my quilting class. It's Rob Has Another Quilting Podcast. Still not hosted by Rob Sestanina. Although I will say, I can imagine Rob Sestanina would be a good quilter. So there you go. And you know what? We've already pitched our Tee Public store. Brand new on Tee Public. And how to make an American quilt quilt from the Oz Network. And we will give one of these away for free for the first lady who agrees to go on a date with Noah Groves. You will get your own how to make an American quilt quilt from the Oz Network. And the only condition is that you have to be white because Noah will not have it any other way. I'm sorry. Like, it's not my decision. That's not me making it. I'm just saying Noah's terms. I'm sorry that he's so racist. And it would be best if you looked like Anne Bancroft because that yes. is Noah's type. Oh, wow. Now there's a there's a woman. Uh, <laughs> she has a big penis. <laughs> You and McGregor eat your heart out. I don't know why that's my go-to thing now. It's just... <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I just want to rewind dog. this whole section of this episode. How did we go from Margot Robbie and Birds <laughs> of Prey to How to Make an American Quilt? I don't know. Like, we talked about segues before. Colin, it is now up to you to segue from How to Make an American Quilt okay. to Birds of Prey. <laughs> Well, Ben really did forget because this is going to be very simple. And you know, the film debut of Jared Leto in How to Make an American Quilt eventually paved the way for him turning down Birds of Prey because he became too big for it. So, Jared Leto, we're sorry that you were too big for Birds of Prey, but not How to Make an American Quilt. (laughs) Back to the film. (laughs) Let's just say I did mention earlier that the fact that this is very connected to the idea of we're writing the Joker out in 30 seconds. Jared Leto, uh, like... If Mars, what? 30 seconds to Mars. No? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Get Jared it? Leto. Which, by Put the way, Jared Leto. Um, but <laughs> no, like. American Quilt. <laughs> it's such a dumb title. We are like, going to. I'm saying right now, we are going. If we start up a Patreon, as soon as we get one single subscriber, your first <laughs> bonus episode is going to be How to Make an American Quilt. <laughs> I want to rename this movie Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, The Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn Making an American Quilt. I want us to get, you. Know, I don't know, anybody on the show who knew eight-year-old Ben Waterworth who could tell us why he wanted to see how to make an American quilt. I don't think I know anyone in my life in UB and 8 except for my father. Like... <laughs> How to make it a bit like what? Why do we want to know how you like just say, excuse me, are you American? Yes. Would you like to quilt? Sure. Okay. Do, they, do Americans not like quilting? Do they need a gun pointed at their head? Like, is it something you've got to force an American? Like, oh, I won't wear a mask for COVID and I will not quilt. Well, I'm an American. If I have you- rights. <laughs> 
you have two choices. You can wear this mask or you can make an American quilt. Okay, give me the mask. <laughs> you can vote for Donald Trump. We'll make an American. Oh, okay, I'll vote for Trump. Fine. We will peel your face off or you will make an American quilt. Take the face. Take it. <laughs> I, I really want to go to the States now and like ask, oh, where's your nearest quilt store? What are you saying? <laughs> you won't make me do it. You won't make me do it. <laughs> oh, we still have to cover this movie now. <laughs> I'm fascinated by it. I'm really fascinated. <laughs> Want to cover how to make an American quilt? It could be the best movie we've ever watched. Like you know, this is this is either going to be that dumb Daniel Day Lewis one we did that we were falling asleep in all the Phantom time. Thread. The Phantom Thread sounds like the, the sequel to the Dressmaker and all. <laughs> like we literally am... sat through five hours of Daniel Day Lewis threading phantoms. And... <laughs> Wow. I am not kidding. I will not stop until we cover how to make an American quilt. <laughs> it's a promise. I need, this is a lesson to me, right? Because like <laughs> I did this with Renee Russo last year, right? Passing comments. That was a good, that was a good turnout, right? Not, not complaining. <laughs> I randomly mentioned how to make an American quilt. And now it's like, Colin, oh, we've got to do it. We've got to do it. I'll make an American quilt. So they fly Meanwhile, back to America to hatch a plan to fly back to Africa. That's to get why the I was wondering about it. I'm like, does it really make sense? But yeah. Again, uh, wow. not all of us live in these whitewashed cities, Ben. I'm from Hobart. I lived in Invercargill. Now I live in Brisbane. There's a, uh, well, I lived in Brisbane. Brisbane was a bit more multicultural. Now I live in Victoria. There's a bit of a pattern there, Colin. <laughs> Think about where I've lived, okay? <laughs> Will Sims would not be welcoming your neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Okay. Um, so, about uh, Tita Wesson fans becoming a Patreon. I just lost him. Thanks for that. Good job. Come on. Anybody having flashbacks right now to the end of Survivor Ross? Noah is the racist. That's the joke. Not Ben. Noah. Noah is we the have, racist. This has become our thing because there are people who still believe that Ben said something racist once upon a time when he didn't. <laughs> well, I'm sure I have. Like, I'm not, you know, <laughs> just to put it out there. Inadvertently, but, you know? But like, seriously, any time, like, there are Reddit threads of what happened to Survivor Oz. And basically, <laughs> you have people going, Ben Waterworth said something racist. And then as soon as we get brought up in some Survivor group, oh, whatever happened to that show? Ben Waterworth said something racist. Or if my name gets brought up, oh, that racist. Like, come on. See, but you know what? You it, it gets you fame. It gets you notoriety. Jamie just told me the other day that apparently she found me on a Reddit thread talking about Survivor Africa. Now, it wasn't me, but somebody else commented about loving Survivor Africa. And somebody replied and said, are you Colin Hilding? <laughs> like, who's Colin Hilding? It's like, oh, somebody from Survivor Oz. What's Survivor Oz? <laughs> well, I, I found so I found the thread on Reddit, right? Hey everyone, I hope everything is okay. My question is this. There was an Australian website who recapped Survivor episodes and doing weekly, spelt W-E-E-K-L-E-Y, power <laughs> rankings. It, it called Survivor Oz. In this website, they would ranked winners and seasons. They also interviewed... Was this written by Georgia the Jungle? Because this does not read very well educated. This is written by the esteemed Reddit user Sosi Reddit. Uh, yep, there you go. They also interviewed 
past players. You used the E in weekly that you should have been using interviews, <laughs> I think, there. Um, among them, winners. I think Ben ran those interviews and the website itself. But the website isn't active since, like, Survivor Koe wrong. And then they stopped. Do anyone know what happened to the website? <laughs> I remember they told something about money issues, but I don't want to just say it because I'm not sure. Thanks for the help, smiley face. Um, responses include, it died, dude. Uh, I wonder if Ben even follows Survivor anymore. Checked his Twitter recently and nothing about Survivor or sports. Uh, thanks for uh, Aaron Russo. <laughs> I hope you followed me, kick the troll. Uh, <laughs> uh, Marilyn Hershey Squirt. That's their name. <laughs> Wow. Uh, such a shame that Ben doesn't cover Survivor anymore. I love their podcast. And as a minority, I never found it offensive. Yes. Yeah. Woo. By the <laughs> way, are you wearing a Winnipeg Blue Bomber shirt? I am. I am wearing there that. There you one. go. Yeah. See, you can fit in multicultural cities. <laughs> Having said that now, I think I'm an adopted BC Lions fan, but we won't tell that out loud right now. Uh, I also thought Ben was a fantastic interviewer. Very underrated. Oh, that's my one Asian friend said that. I know who that is. Uh, you know, this is crazy. Hold on. I just found this. The user who wrote that name was Wen Botterworth. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Shit. There it is. Um, uh, I believe Will and his wife themselves found it offensive, which is most likely why Mike said something. Followed by Corinne says a lot of offensive things on her podcast and always gets away with it. It's a shame. The whole podcast had to go down. Where are the really bad comments on here? I feel like this is... Uh, <laughs> Going a little bit... Um, oh, here we go. Somebody knows we exist. I haven't really checked it out. Ben did launch the Oz Network, and I know he still covers Survivor on there. Not as extensive. I did enjoy the fact they had interviews with some of the more obscure contestants. I think Purple Kelly even stayed at Ben's house in Australia, and they did a... <laughs> didn't quite go that far. But, um, oh, here we go. All right. around. Here's a user. A user from Deleted. Uh, that's their username. <laughs> The website started going under Circa Worlds Apart where they mocked Will's wife name and assigned her ghetto stereotypes for it and Ben himself giggled that black people had the funniest names they change a letter to normal names. Manifa is your urban for I am lucky. After Mike himself called him out, their PR was basically abysmal and eventually the site was abandoned and petered into nothing. It also came around the time that their business policies were embarrassing. I know two former Ozlets that said a lot of shit about working at Oz and there was a lot of badgering people into accepting interviews with them and shit-talking them behind their backs when they denied. Eventually, Ben folded on himself and closed it down, to which somebody replied, <laughs> Oh, yikes. Thanks for the info. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad that people know the truth about our show on Reddit. <laughs> Isn't it great when people can, can just, just reply and clearly it's the truth? Absolutely By the way, I, I just want to say for anybody out there, and we already know who they're referencing, anybody out there who is curious who the two former Oslets who have bad things to say are, I would love for you to find any work they contributed as Oslets. <laughs> Let's just say that. I also love the fact that Marilyn Hershey Squirt, like, is this you, Colin, or is it Noah? Because, <laughs> like, defending a lot of, of us here, I, I like this person. Chris has a lot of offensive things, said that one, followed by what made the Survivor Oz podcast unique is that it was a unique bunch of fans having fun expressing their opinions and recapping the show. It was never meant to be family. Rob has a podcast type podcast. Is Rob has a podcast family? Uh, which is exactly why I liked, which is exactly why people love Corinne. Right, but there's a difference between expressing opinions about what's on error, making a racially offensive statement regarding a castaway's family. <laughs> Uh, I'm not laughing at that last <sighs> bit. It's just, I just, it's just funny reading people's. And you know what's crazy what is that in all this, Noah Grove's name is not dropped once. <laughs> and look, 
like, uh, we don't drag this up for, you know, it's, it's okay, we can laugh at it now. At the time, it wasn't a fun opportunity, and I have openly admitted that I mishandled kind of the reaction to it, and I, I will own that, but... Yeah, it, it was a it was fun. It's really fun to read yeah. people's reactions I, and interpretations. I just want to say, I was not on that episode. <laughs> I just want to throw that Weren't out you? there. No, no. In fact, I, I I heard about this all afterwards, and I didn't even think I ever listened to the episode. Nah, because I was just so offended at like <laughs> disgusting things that Noah was saying uh. behind the scenes, let alone on air. I feel that there's there's like uh, we we're going way too into a tangent here. I I have read the entire thread here before because like there's just um some of the things that are said on here I, actually the, the it's funny because how i generally discover these things is when on our website that's the oznetwork.net when you look at the referrals and generally when all of a sudden reddit is trending a lot you know that somebody's posted something so i remember this one was the one that really led us there but i think when we did our updated player rankings when paul and i did that a few years ago uh you know we got a lot of shit and then that basically all came to oh you know, oh, look how crap this is. Ben's just still butthurt about this. And I think there was even somebody on Australian Survivor think basically, oh, Ben, you're still butthurt that Channel 10 didn't give you exit interviews and you chucked your toys out of the pram and left. And I'm like, yeah, that's why we ended Survivor Ops. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly it. Because, you know, Channel 10 gave us exit interviews the next season and we didn't bring it back, but that's why we quit. Um, mm-hmm. People are fun. Good on you, they people are. on Reddit for... And- for all you Brendan Fraser fans who have no idea what we're talking about, um... <laughs> is this show called Survivor? Uh, <laughs> they wear uh, butt flaps as well. Yeah. Uh, the best one, I will say, and I'll let you segue back into George's Jungle. The best one. Oh, was... this is. <laughs> this what is happened not there? Fair. All right, all right, okay. I- I'm gonna get ready for it, but you go ahead. I was just gonna say that the, the best segue one... is gonna be really hard, but okay. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, there, when Survivor Sucks was a thing, uh, there was the Ben Waterworth hate thread, which was yeah. uh, my favorite. Did you ever get a hate thread? Was there a Colin Hilding thread, hate thread? No, no. Well, let's I, start I just one. had the, are you, <laughs> I had the, are you Colin Hilding? Who's Colin Hilding? Uh, <laughs> Who? Who is this guy? <laughs> Which, which which I always felt bad because like you know between yourself and and Jared at the time uh, Jared Elliott that was and Jared Lubick I shouldn't discount Jared Lubick's contribution I mean you guys were doing as much work if not more work than I was towards the end mm-hmm. there and and even when I was sort of doing at peak Ben Waterworth <laughs> racist abilities apparently <laughs> um, you guys were contributing a lot and uh, yeah it was kind of always a shame that I don't think you guys got as much credit. And that I've always been lumped in with it when you guys were doing but, equally. As much. Yeah, there's other things that you get lumped in with that we're happy we're not. You're so, fine. Uh, that's the yeah. trade-off there. <laughs> and I just want to say, and again, no, like not to defend Jared Elliott's comments. If you ever want to hear racism on Survivor Oz, go back and listen to maybe the China Oz cap, um, the Nicaragua Oz cap. Like, there's a few things that are said <laughs> there that nobody's. Fit, yeah, that that have not been discovered. That will be discovered one day, and this is all going to get dragged up if. again. Mm. If you're willing to sign up for our new Patreon, where we're going to offer all old Survivor Oz content, and we will. That, that's and like without, I still get people asking what's happened to our content, and that is the plan. We're, we're going to be stingy bastards and basically make you pay for our old racist content. Maybe we'll censor it. Maybe <laughs> like no, those episodes are not available. It's like it's like Disney Plus. Like oh no, we can't show the Michael Jackson episode of The Simpsons. No, that's bad. Um, we'll just we'll just conveniently leave out those episodes that we feel might tarnish our already tarnished reputation. All right, <clears throat> here we go. Okay, 
That's, uh, <clears throat> all right. So I've got nothing. Uh, <laughs> I'll help you, you out. Know- Do you want me to help you out? Okay. Ready? Okay. Okay. Go for it. Podcast makes racist statement. Terrible element of making yourself fall into a hole. Now is a point where we move back into the actual episode and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and now back into the episode. So Holland Taylor, what a woman. <laughs> oh. Listen to you, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt and Meg Ryan and Russell Crowe. Like... Be like Leslie Mann and Brendan Fraser. Keep yeah. it in your pants, okay? We talked about this in the Thomas Crown Affair, you know, with Pierce Brosnan and Ray Russo. Keep it in your pants. Simple. And you know what? Ben and I don't have that same restraint. We would leave our spouses for Brendan Fraser or Leslie Mann. Or, or each other's respective others. You know how much I want to bang your wife, Colin? It's hard. <laughs> right? In more ways than one. But I keep it in my pants. <laughs> Not just because she's repulsed to you, for other reasons. Doesn't Morals. matter with me with women repulsed by me, Colin. I've been engaged twice. Eventually, they give in. Oh, oh. you know it's the thing like about saying things, saying things offensive. It was oh. all Noah's fault. What this Reddit thread? What doesn't matter? It doesn't matter if women are repulsed by me. They always give in. At what point of this year am I going to jail? Uh. I have so many flashbacks right now because Jurassic Park. When you're like, oh, these children, they make me want to do things to them. No, no, not those things. Like Just murder. Shazam as well. Like, geez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kill Colin at this point. <laughs> Joining us now to finish this episode, everyone's favorite racist, Noah Groves. <laughs> Deflection, quick. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Me too, Ben Waterworth. <laughs> Podcast host falls in poop. Classical element of physical comedy. <laughs> that was the part that we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. My, my gut hurts too bad right now. Oh, my Lord. Okay, so. <laughs> you know what makes it worse? Not, is that I then ben... put this on the best of, which should be avoided and ignored. <laughs> Dig myself a hole even more, Ben. Oh, that was a funny moment. Put it on the best of. Hello, best of listeners. Remember that moment of that episode where Ben implied that he, I don't know what. Forcibly. <laughs> Force himself on women. It's not funny. No, um, it is not funny. Do not laugh at that type of humor. Sick bastards. Uh, not like a family way. show like Rob has a podcast. Gosh. Get the kids around and listen to Rob as a podcast, everyone. <laughs> Family viewing for Family. everyone. Oh, is, oh, Jamie, is that her in the background saying something? Yes, Jamie. Yes, Jamie. Is she talking to me? Did I hear Jamie, that? Jamie, calm down. You want to say that in the mic? Yeah, bring in Jamie. Bring in my future affair. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> never mind. I'll tell you later. Okay, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. What, what did you just Hi. say? You're I looking just said good. You're not a... <laughs> I'm not She's a... the one in the middle. 
I'm not on camera, am I? No, you're not. Oh, okay, yes, you are. Really in my mind, you're always on camera. Well, I, with my, my shirt, I wouldn't be very modest. So <laughs> I'm just making sure. Take it off, Jamie. It's all good. Take it off. No, no. I was telling Colin, I said, you're not allowed to leave me for another oh, man because I'm unemployed. You're my sugar daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the reason why they're married. There yeah, it exactly. It's all about the money. It's, it's for your um, money. Hi, Casper. How do you feel about Brendan Fraser? Thank you for joining us today. George, um, George, George. Let's sing it, Casper. George, uh, the jungle. Casper, come here. Casper, come here. You're doing something. George, 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 uh, the jungle. Sing, Casper. George, 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 oh, George, the, the jungle. Oh, the getting to him. George, 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 uh, the jungle. Come on, Casper. <laughs> Uncle Ben says sing. Okay, Casper. <laughs> All right, he's done. Casper, <laughs> do you want a donut? Oh, I want a yeah, donut, donut, Jamie. <laughs> Go have your donuts. It's all right, Jamie. I'll be. I'll see you later on tonight. You can give me your donut then. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something even more appropriate involved holes, but we'll move on. No, please move on. Uh, okay, this so this episode has gone weird. What's happening? <laughs> Is Mallory <laughs> off today? Mallory's not home. Her brother walked in before. She's going to double me later on. <laughs> I love that her brother walks in and he's like, bye, Jamie. I'll see you later tonight. <laughs> I'm going to get him. I'm going to get like a talking to later on. So Jared tells me that you were implying you're going to have <laughs> sex with Colin's wife. He was asking another man's wife to take it off. <laughs> this, this isn't the first time this has happened. Didn't we allude to you dying once and me <laughs> sweeping in for Jamie? Wow. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm like Leslie Mann to Brennan Fraser with your wife. What's happening? <laughs> Jeez. Although, you know, I think about We're going to get that. There's going to be a great tie-in with Airheads. Did you say something also about my wife? I said, when I think about your wife, it's a different... Yeah, the joke died. <laughs> you know what? We, we, we can't say this is a reciprocal thing. I have never made one inappropriate comment on Mallory ever. Go for <laughs> can't it. Say the same, can't say the same for it. Noah, though. Well... <laughs> Noah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think we've told that story on air, haven't we? Um, Have we? <laughs> Noah's eyes were very much on Mallory the first time he met her. Um, <laughs> Can I just say, here's a little side story on this, okay? I, I had mentioned that at some point to Jamie, and I'm like, oh, do you know what happened apparently? <laughs> and Jamie's reaction was just, well, you know, it would be pretty distracting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. See, your wife wants my fiance. There it is. Get her to come on and say inappropriate things. I'll listen. But she's not wrong. Colin, next time you see her, you stare at them. You look at them. You tell me that she's wrong and Noah's wrong. I'm going to be like at your wedding. Best man. I've been upgraded to best man at your wedding now. Do you, Ben, hold on a second. You're like, take my head, shove her. Colin, take a good look at him. Tell me what you think. It's like in A Night at the Roxbury when Will Ferrell's getting married and he starts hitting on the bridesmaid. And it's like, Doug, don't start hitting on the bridesmaid. <laughs> This episode is too dark. It's George of the Jungle. <laughs> we on. need a little bit of levity here, people. Yeah, that is a taquito. Oh, man. Kiefer likes taquitos too. Uh, but Kiefer no, likes it's just... taquitos too. The Kiefer yeah, Sutherland exactly. autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> it's a picture of him yes. staring at a taquito going... <laughs>
<laughs> Kiefer likes taquitos too. Uh, we really got to title some. We should, you know, we, we should retitle it. There's a project potentially if we want to do that down the road, instead of just the bland 2 a.m. to 3 a.m., we come up with our own titles. This one is Kiefer Likes Taquitos too. <laughs> Either it's a band, like you and I can form a band. Oh, yeah. Highway Kiefer Likes Taquitos too. Uh, thanks, for, <gasps> thanks for tuning in. We can do all covers of Kiefer's band. Hey, and I, I mean, I don't know if they do original songs anyway, so they could do covers. So we could be doing covers of covers, and that's yeah. edgy. That's new. Uh, or we could just write our own stuff based on this, you know, songs about sex at furniture stores or shooting up heroin to wake up in the morning. The Alan York, uh, you know, ballad. The ballad of Alan York. The ballad of Janet. I just wanted to take my friend to a furniture store, but I got shut up with heroin. Mm. Keith Palmer and Green Day duets. <laughs> I'm just a pointless character you will soon forget. I don't know if I murdered someone, neither do the writers. My sister got raped, it was really, really sad. I'll be in the next series in a boat with my dad. There's something so forgettable about me. My name is Keith Palmer. Thank you. Got our first hit. Keeper likes taquitos too. Keeper likes taquitos too. <laughs> Download our EP on iTunes. The thing that annoys me the most about this movie, among many levels of things, is that, again, at the end of the day, this is a terrorist attack to destroy the world, essentially, <laughs> to start the world again. Now, at the end of this movie, when the geostorm stops, you have streets of people cheering and celebrating. Now, Let's. It's an episode of the Oz Network. It's going to come up eventually. Nine eleven. <laughs> after after the second plane hit the towers and they realised that there's going to be no more planes. Did the people of New York cheer? No Yay! more planes. <laughs> yes. Woo. We're good. We're clear. No. They're helping the dying. They they're mourning the loss of innocent civilians. Like. Like Dubai's millions of Rio, they're freezing on and the beach. The, <laughs> you know, all that footage of people on the top of rocks and on the top of dilapidated roofs and, and floating on cars after the tsunami, uh, whatever in Indonesia. Yeah, all those people just, yay! <laughs> no more, no more. Like in, in the streets of earthquake ridden <laughs> cities in the world yeah the earth stops shaking like like people talk about countless destruction in in marvel and dc movies nowadays innocent people's dying and all that kind of stuff no one's in the streets celebrating at the end of the day that <laughs> superman has stopped like flying through <gasps> metropolis like like millions of people are dead like and none of these people know that it's over yeah, how is this a hopeful ending? Like, th there's no, like, so you've sorted a better system out. You had a system that was capable of being hacked by terrorists and something that controls the world. We lived through 9-11. I can't get on a plane properly right now without being strip searched and probed and everything like those lines. And that's just because You're a couple not allowed of... to bring deo you can't bring deodorant on a plane. I can't bring more than a hundred mules on a plane because a couple of guys <laughs> in caves managed to fly some planes into some buildings. This is a entire thing that controls the world's weather, and you're just oh, I'm just gonna go fishing. We're fine. <laughs> 
Fuck off and read the room, Dean Devlin. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, you, you're done? I'm done. Over. I thought you were going to rant this we movie. You didn't raise your voice as much as I just did then. Sorry, <laughs> neighbours. We've got uh, six and a half minutes. Good luck. Oh, okay, good. Um, well, I'm not prepared for this. Uh, <laughs> do you Neither have anything else? Dean Devlin. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where he <laughs> comes out of the garbage chute, lands on top of Martha, and motorboats Martha Mayhew. <laughs> Hello, Martha. How are you? <laughs> Literally motorboating in woman's cleavage in a kid's movie. And Dr. Seuss's widow did not get that this was a sexual innuendo. She, 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 there was a big thing in the Dr. Seuss's household about doors being very wrong. But like, she's watching this going, mm-hmm. and they're like staring at her going, oh no, they want us to cut this yeah. out. <laughs> they're staring at her. She's like, why are you looking at me? Nothing. <laughs> you don't find that inappropriate? What? He's lovingly motivating her. That's what I would do with... <laughs> doctor all the time that's not sexual that's love that's the one appropriate form of foreplay in the who's of those i was gonna say who household the seuss household the key the keys in the bowl they're like looking at it like going like wait like what what are you looking at before you don't find that inappropriate what they want to have a nice place to put their keys in a bowl that makes sense like we all lose our keys at the end of the night fair enough moving on looking over with his girls licking a lollipop that's not inappropriate what she loves candy what's wrong with that like she enjoys it so much that she's staring seductively into space wondering about other lollies i like the idea that dr seuss's widow not that it's that she doesn't understand what these things are but she just assumes this is normal so they're waiting for that it's like okay 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 and then she just gets right in molly shannon's cleavage herself just (laughs) (laughs) that's how she signs documents like oh hello i'm mrs seuss She sounds like a Gungan. <laughs> Be gone with him. <laughs> Misa gonna give you a speed up. The planet core. <laughs> what are Misa saying? Misa day stand pinioki day. Ahmed best should have been the Grinch. <laughs> Padme, come here. <laughs> You're a mean one, Misa Grinch. <laughs> Seriously, though, there, there's the Grinch motorboating Christine Baranski in the middle of a kid's movie that Dr. Seuss's widow did not Co- want sexual Colin, windows in. Colin, if you met Christine, you, you'd be motorboating it too. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. I'm a big fan of you in Bovingham. <laughs> Business card, Christine Baranski, Bowfinger, Sybil, Champion Motorboater. <laughs> what what are you more known for? Sybil or motorboating? Motorboating. Yep. Good wife or motorboating? Motorboating. What are you what are you a bigger fan of, Colin? Sybil or the good wife? I, I don't think I've ever seen either of them. You're missing out because, boy, are they great shows. One's about a person called Sybil. The other, a good about wife. a good wife. I like Juli- Julianne Margulies as much as the next ER fan, but um, apparently she's a good wife. Clearly not to George Clooney because clearly she's marrying what's-his-face from Sex and the City instead. 
George Clooney not good enough here. Let's go after the guy who fucked the horse in Sex in the City. <laughs> what? <laughs> Harry Bradshaw. You watched? Is is this a real thing? What? Fucking a horse? Sarah Jessica Parker, get with the joke. Oh, I get it. I thought that actually happened on she Sex in the like City. A, she looks like a horse. <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> See, I was so thrown off because you were so defensive about her in Dudley Do-Right. Because so you should be, because Dudley Do-Right's a good movie. And she's married to Matthew Broderick. We like Sarah Jessica Parker, but she's not a good-looking horse. Not like the one in <laughs> Battle of Endor or whatever it was. That was a good-looking horse. I would motorboat that horse. <laughs> that's 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 now the official title of my autobiography. Motorboating a horse. The Ben Mortimer story. Picture of me with a horse lovingly staring into its eyes. Pulling keys out of a ball. Licking a lollipop. <laughs> Touching Look at how dirty this, this stuff that got left in this movie is. <laughs> Motorboating the <gasps> horse. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, Colin's oh. dying. Oh. Colin's got no. corona. It's COVID. <laughs> He's done. Vaccine, quick, get the vaccine. Oh, anyways. Great moments there. Best of the Oz Network 2020. Let us know your favourite. Let us know your least favourite. Was there a moment that we didn't include that perhaps you're wondering why we didn't include in this best of for 2020? We'd love to hear what your favourite memories were of this year. Another big year. So good to have you all on board and joining us and listening, whether you listen to one episode or all the episodes. We definitely do appreciate it. And moving into 2021, bigger and better things. We're going to be celebrating our 1,000th episode in 2021 can you believe that and that's only oz network that is not combining survivor oz with the oz network we can do that and i will gladly tell you how many we've got that because next year also it's a it's a point that i should point out that earlier in this episode i said that we're approaching the fact that very soon the oz network arm of this podcast will outlive survivor oz next year will actually be our 10th anniversary as a podcast can you believe it we started in 2000 and 11 as Survivor Oz, midway through South Pacific, I believe, or just sort of towards the end, maybe, of South Pacific, season 23 of Survivor. And 2021 will be 10 years since we've been on air. So we will be looking at commemorating that at some point during next year. Whether How that will happen, I don't know. Of course, earlier this year, we went out of our way to do a bit of Survivor Oz memories. We did an Oslet re- reunion. Uh, we did some other sort of Survivor celebratory things, more so for the 20th anniversary of Survivor, of course. And uh, we'll do a little bit more to pump our own tires next year. So um, stay tuned for that. We'll go over some Survivor Oz memories in 2021 because uh, we used to do that every year. We used to do a birthday episode on Survivor Oz. We'd celebrate with Gillian Larson, basically our founder. So uh, it might be time to get Gillian back on the show and uh, reminisce of the good old memories of Survivor Oz and the Oz Network combining in a 10th anniversary celebratory episode. So stay tuned for that. 2021. As I alluded to a few moments ago, it's always a pleasure to have you on board, to have you listening wherever you are listening to us on this great big planet. 2020 has been a weird, weird, weird year. We, I don't think there's somebody on this planet who would not say that this has maybe been the weirdest year of their lives. And even just mentioning a second ago there that we did a Survivor Oslet reunion 
episode. Uh, that was this year. That does not feel like this is. That was this year. It feels like it was about three years ago. But uh, believe it or not, we were January, February celebrating twenty years of Survivor. Uh, remember Winners at War? Wasn't that great? Uh, <laughs> it, it, I, I, this time last year, we were hyping up the fact that we were getting into 20 years of Survivor. We were having a, a winners, all winners season, Australian Survivor, all stars. Like so much was exciting about 2020. And here we are, we've all aged about 10 years and just uh, wondering how on earth we ended up surviving 2020. But for all of those out there who did survive 2020, thank you for tuning in. And uh, we hope to continue on in 2021, bringing in the same content that you know and love. We've got some great months planned for the year, obviously, all our months this year that we did have planned for the big movie releases kind of all went by the wayside. I think we only ended up sticking with two months maybe this year. I can't even remember. Again, this year's been a big skew if year. Uh, so we, of course, will hopefully be back to a little bit of normality next year. Bit of a teaser as to what we've got coming in terms of months. Again, none of these are solidified, but I'll just give you a bit of a teaser that we will be bringing back favourites, of course, like always Bad Movie Month, Anniversary Month. We'll also be bringing back Australia vs New Zealand Month because we very much enjoy doing that. I believe that will be the first month that we will be doing in January, so uh, stay tuned for that one as well. And some other ones that I know that are on the cards for some big movie releases in 2021 the Matrix. We'll be covering all three Matrix movies, which is very, very exciting. Uh, James Bond in terms of No Time to Die, if it finally gets released, of course, we won't be doing James Bond films because if you want to listen to us talk about James Bond films, we have a whole podcast for that over at Double Oz 7, but we'll be doing James Bond parody month. So you, we're talking Austin Powers, we're talking I Spy, Johnny English, movies like that. So uh, that will be happening as well. And uh, a few other little things up our sleeves in terms of uh, what we have planned for 2021. So we'll uh, release a full schedule when we know and we have it locked in. And of course, if things don't change in 2021 with the way the movie's released, we'll bring you all of those next year. So stay tuned for that. I don't need to tag and tease how you follow this podcast. You're about to hear me say all that in the closing as well. Uh, Patreon, we keep teasing that. We are looking at putting that up in 2021. And of course, Tee Public. if you want to buy some fun t-shirts, they are out there. You can purchase them, help support the podcast, and we can keep bringing you this great product that you clearly know and love. I will say thank you on behalf of myself, not only to the listeners for this entire podcast, but uh, I believe it's a perfect opportunity for me to send a special shout out to all the co-hosts who helped me out on this program, particularly, of course, Colin, who generally puts up with my crap more so than any other person out there. And outside of sitting with me, he also does the most episodes as well. So Colin is uh, just an absolute uh, perfectionist and an absolute legend when it comes to this show. And without him, there's no way that this would be able to operate. So Colin, really appreciate you, mate. Thank you so much for everything you've done this year. To Rossi as well. Uh, Rocky, sorry, I forgot your name has changed. I think maybe I've been on one episode with you this year, but you often do the ones with Colin. I think it's in his contract that he's only allowed to do one episode with me and he refuses to go on air with me. So fair enough, that's uh, that's pretty standard. But Rocky, thank you very much for all that you do across all your episodes as well. Jared, same goes to you, mate. Absolutely really appreciate your help and your time on this show and all the episodes that you do put in there to kind of some of our side points as I get a message right now I, I feel that's maybe Jared thanking me uh, for thanking him uh, and to us when I say side co-host ones that aren't on as regularly as the other ones I'm speaking of the likes of Jamie of Mallory uh, who of course there Noah who shows up once in a blue moon now uh, there as well and uh, also Matt Dyson who of course is my co-host on Australian Survivor Archives he kind of commits to me a little bit every now and then for some Survivor stuff here so thanks Matt for that 
I'm gonna go. I, I make this way too long. I'm literally getting text messages halfway through this now and being unprofessional, not editing them out. Thanks for all your support in 2020. We will see you in our 10th anniversary year of 2021. Good night. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the oznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.